we just had a really great time in the outtakes. Definitely stick around for those. But um, Brent, I, you know, today we're doing this movie. What is this movie called? We don't know. There's right. lots of titles. Mm-hmm. But this movie is here. Uh, you could say we're on the edge of it. Mm-hmm. We're true. But today, right. uh, edge of tomorrow. Uh, seriously, what are the other names? Live, die, repeat. <laughs> right. All you and need then, is kill. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the overall story has minimum three ti- uh, titles. Exactly. Who Hard knows what they are in other countries? Right. You know? We're definitely going to get to the bottom of that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. But I I had uh, posted to our uh, social media accounts mm-hmm. uh, that we were going to discuss this movie and the, the two volume manga. And then uh, like in the like the description of it, I put uh, edge of tomorrow slash lived. I repeat right. slash all you need is kill. And then uh, our friend uh, Jombie on Instagram said, I love this movie and I will never call it lived. I repeat. <laughs> I just like a hard line in the sand. Yeah, I guess we should. Yeah. People already call it like whatever they want, I guess. I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know which one I like, but uh, I never had a problem with that one. Really? I have more of a problem with Edge of Tomorrow than (laughs) I do with Live, Die, Repeat. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, he came out real strong about that. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like people have their 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 sides. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the, I I feel like the tagline for this movie is a better description of what the movie is than the actual title of the movie, but like the title is how I know it in my memory because I remember seeing the advertising for mm-hmm. it, and then the title screen toward the end of the movie says Edge of Tomorrow, and I think there's one at the beginning as well that says Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I can't remember. But <clears throat> when I was trying to find this in my iTunes. I, I went down to E, and it wasn't there. I thought, oh, oh, really? Interesting. I so I scrolled down to, to the L's. I thought, oh, okay, so they call it Live, Die, Repeat. But on iTunes, it was called Live, Die, Repeat, colon, Edge of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. as if it's Ballistic X versus Sever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? Throw a colon in this. Yeah, I feel like even, yeah, nobody knows, how, even like the streamers or iTunes or whatever don't know how to mm-hmm. like label it because of that. It's just like a weird marketing thing where like they, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, I feel like the movie did well enough, but then they changed it afterwards. I remember like changing sort of like DVD. They were like, the the tagline, live, die, repeat, all of a sudden was like in the center and like Edge mm-hmm. of Tomorrow was below it. But there's no colon written anywhere on the poster that I've ever seen. No. And then they do that no. in the movie that way. Uh, how weird though. It's like that uh, Birds of Prey movie that came out. It's like Birds of Prey. Right. And then like this long ass title leading up to ending in the name Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they like as it was in theaters, they renamed it Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. And then the uh, the the female Ghostbusters movie after it oh, was right. released on video. Right. Uh, is like uh, Ghostbusters colon answer the call. Yeah, which is, a, again, it's like they're just moving the tagline to the, like, a <laughs> yeah. subtitle for the title, which is not the same thing. Like, they don't really make much sense, but they're like, we already have mm-hmm. posters for it. Yeah. Let's just keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, uh, I don't know, it's a weird thing that's happened, like, in modern movies. I wonder if there's, like, historically, there's a, everyone's, I mean, there's, like, obviously different titles for, for older movies uh, sometimes, released on, like, video or whatever, or, like, foreign movies remarketed in the U.S. or vice versa or whatever. And, but, uh 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know of any other examples except for like modern stuff that that's happened. I forgot about the Ghostbusters one that that's totally the mm-hmm. same as this, but it's like the marketing was just all weird and they didn't. I don't know. They're just like didn't do as well as they thought, and people didn't like it after the fact. But like, mm-hmm. they spent so much money. Like I saw for this one, they spent like a hundred million dollars in marketing. Hundred, yeah, hundred million dollars to uh, to market it. And then at the end of the day, they're like, "Ooh, we made a mistake." Like, what a weird. <laughs> yeah. That's so hard for them to do. Starting with the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's where we went wrong. You know, it's so weird. Like, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So I, I'm not sure which one I like better. Um, I, I honestly, I think overall, I really like All You Need Is Kill. I'm not even sure. I, mm-hmm. I meant to look that up and see if that was just a, a weird translation from the mm-hmm. original story. Um, like sometimes they do in like video games or or whatever, where like there's like weird translations and it doesn't make quite like English sense, but they're kind of like funny. But I'm like, it's not even funny. It just sounds badass to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I wish they would have just called the movie that. I don't know that that would have sold as well, but at least I had like a, an established property that had been out for a while and Seems like that would have been an easier way to go. And Edge of Tomorrow mm-hmm. just feels so like uh, screen tested, you know, like polled. Like it just seems like generic uh, a little bit to me. It is yeah. like you said, it's like the one that they, you know it as because it's like what it's marketed as. But I remember being like, oh man, they got rid of all you need is kill and put Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's never my jam, you know. Edge of Tomorrow sounds like a title you would see in a movie that uh, where the characters are going to a theater and they have a like non-real right, movie right. in the background, like a <laughs> fictitious movie in the world yeah. of the movie you're watching. Yeah, I can totally buy that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like uh, Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Moon Ugh. is such a terrible so subtitle. Bad. It's Dark of the Moon, like not Darkness of the Moon. Yeah, and that would be better. But like. They were just like, well, we can't say side, so let's just, t- we just can't <laughs> yeah. say it, just get it out of there then. Mm-hmm. People know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I don't, I never, that, that one also doesn't have a good mouthfeel. Yeah, know? that's a problem with some of these. They're, they're yeah. a little bit clunky, but um, just like regardless. Us. Hey, man. We fit hey. in. Hey, dude. Hey, that's right. Man, we, we's a little bit clunky, but we think you're going to dig it. Uh, well, I actually brought this up, and uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but uh, I brought this up mainly because there's another thing I found uh, that's in the movie a little bit, but in the manga especially, and that is call signs. We had given each oh, other yeah. some call signs from our Top Gun episode and came up with much better ones after the fact, much like this marketing team. That's funny. Yeah, we had, remember after <laughs> the fact, we were like, oh, these are way better. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, much like that, you know, this is another Tom Cruise movie. In this movie, Rita, who is Emily Blunt, is uh, known as the Full Metal Bitch, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And they they keep that over from the, the manga as well, which is badass. Uh, she doesn't seem to really like the title, maybe, or or whatever. It's a kind of whispered behind her back, but I think it's fucking awesome, and I'm glad they kept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the... I bring this up, too, because there's a... In the manga, I'll talk about it later on, there's there's a, there's a name that um, they do it right at the end that's, that's pretty cool. But um, there's... Two other ones, again, I don't know if these were like weird translations or if they were just how they are in the book, but I uh, I really liked them. And there's I even saved a picture for you in case you need to see it, Brent. But uh, mm-hmm. there's a part in the manga towards the end of the second book where it's like not them. It's not the main characters. It's like they're hearing in the radio chatter. Someone else is calling and it, and it says chief breeder to calamity dog. <laughs> Did you remember seeing that in the book? I don't remember that. No chief breeder. <laughs> and I, it doesn't like it sounds like. 
I don't know. It could be like his name. His name is just Jack Breeder. No big deal. It doesn't mean <laughs> anything, Breeder. you know. And it's just he's the chief, and he's calling to Calamity Dog, who's like a, a real mm-hmm. like call sign. But they don't present it that way. I feel like they say it a few times, and it is like his call sign is Chief Breeder, and that's just uh, that's just a lot of visual that I don't need, and I don't know why it wasn't there. It, was, it seems so out of place to me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I talk to the chief? Um, he's busy right now. There's a <laughs> there's a line. <laughs> he's very popular over here you know uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah if you see the uh the uh, military tent a rock and don't come a knocking <laughs> do not and if you could rock a don't. tent mm-hmm. man you must you must be up in some poles you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's right yeah doing some some real freaky shit uh-huh he's got like a yeah. swing in there maybe good yeah i don't know what chief breeder's up to i mean that's I've never been asked, you know, I've never been invited to the party, so... You've never been invited by chief? Unfortunately Bread. not, no. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's upsetting. I mean, yeah, like, I guess when you're a person who is not technically or literally in the military, Mm-mm. and you invite yourself onto an army base, they get like very that. uptight, and when you start <laughs> screaming, let me see you fucking chief breeder... My name's Calamity Dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to see him. Yeah. Calamity Dog. Wow. I feel like, yeah, it's like they're kind of like comic book titles. I feel like Calamity mm-hmm. Dog was like a comic serial from the 1930s. It, I mean, he sounds like a <clears throat> Hanna-Barbera character. Ooh, you know? that's even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hangs out with Grape Ape or Miguel exactly. Gorilla. <laughs> Calamity Dog. Yeah. He gets into all kinds of adventures. Oh my god, the crossover with Calamity Dog and Hong Kong Fooey? Oh, legendary. So legendary. Good. So good. People, People talk about the oh, Flintstones meeting the Jetsons. I'm like, no, guys. You're missing the point, you know? <laughs> Calamity Dog and Hong Kong Fooey walked so Jetsons meets Flintstones could run. You exactly. You yeah. We said it here first, man. Absolutely. That's canon. That's real. <laughs> yeah. Don't bother to look that fact up, but it's real. Yeah, just take our word for it. You know, it's the the reverse LeVar Burton. You do have to take our word for it. Yeah. Slides on like visor shades. (laughs) (laughs) Deal with it. What do you call it? What is that? Like a Jordy's like visor thing. I always liked that. Oh, that was like a visor. I remember I would get my mom's like hair. Yeah. uh, What what would you call Uh, it? Like hair. It was like a U-shaped hair thing. I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> we talked about Robocop. Headband? Uh, that's, a headband. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a headband. Wow. We uh, really are getting old. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I would take that and I would put that over my eyes. Would be, yeah, man. I guess we've talked about this before. No, 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 no. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know that we've talked about this before, and I totally did that as well because it has that perfect shape. And you it can't does. see, and his whole thing mm-hmm. is that he's blind, and I guess it helps him see, but... When you as a child put it over your face, you can't see and you walk into things, but it feels like right. you're really cool. It does. And you've got your choice of three different characters, minimum. You can be Jordy from Star Trek, mm. Next Generation. You can be Robocop. Oh, and yeah. You can be Cyclops from the X Men. Damn. Just take your pick, you know? Take your pick. There's a lot of like 90s, 80s, 90s. Uh, well, I guess uh, Robocop's not really blind. He's just mostly not a body anymore. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure he's he could a chin. see. But the other two, like, uh, I guess, can Cyclops just see? It just holds back the power? 
Yeah, it keeps him from uh, firing off his lasers willy-nilly, you know? Man, you don't want Cyclops as willy-nilly, you know what I'm saying? You you, you do not want him to blast without consent. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because he can and he will. <laughs> That's too bad. But, uh, yeah, we had, like, a lot of, in the 80s and 90s, kind of, you know, visor situations, which is nice. Yeah, it was, like, a, one of those cool visual things. Yeah, it just looks neat. Futuristic. Uh, I guess to like a certain era, like mm-hmm. in the 80s, it looked futuristic. Right. It totally worked then. I don't know why. Man, I'm talking about, <laughs> hey, man, thanks for meeting me after work at the some glass factory. Uh, I guess my idea is in the future, which would be 10 years from now, in <laughs> what do you call it, the 90s, instead of two lenses, they've got one lens. Whoa. It's all across your face. I, and of course, there's a divot for your snog. <laughs> they did have those sunglasses too, you know, those like really skinny ones mm-hmm. from the 80s. So they were like yeah. already leaning. There's some guy at the sunglass hut, like you're saying, he was like, I have a vision. And the vision is <laughs> one lens <laughs> yeah, wrapped right. around your face. <laughs> <laughs> that vision is not obstructed by a second lens. <laughs> Like being divided uh, in the middle of your the bridge of your nose. You can't let it happen. You can't. Honestly, you can't. Like I have glasses on right now. Right. You know, I kind of want just regular uh, reading glasses that go all the way across like a visor. That'd oh. be unnerving to look at. I know, I right? <laughs> but it's just like clear lenses, you know? I feel like with sunglasses, at least it's like dark. And there's something about not being able to see right. someone's eyes that sells it a bit more right totally. but if you saw like one just like solid <laughs> brick of clear glass on the front of someone's face you'd be like yeah right dude i need all the visuals nothing can stand in my way <laughs> are you going to a gallagher show what's up I'm trying to make sure your face doesn't get splattered what are you doing bizarre yeah how interesting mm-hmm. you know but you know that's the future and we can't stop it it's here it's it's coming for us Sure, it happened 30 years ago, but uh, still. We're in a time loop, Brent. We don't know when we're <laughs> yeah, going that's, back to. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Could be could be whatever. Mm-hmm. So who knows? But uh, I do want to go ahead and get into it so we can talk about a lot of the cool things. So we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where obviously today we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, that movie, whatever it might be. And yeah. what do you want to refer to it? Do you want to call Edge of Tomorrow? <laughs> this is going to be my question to you. Because okay. we're talking about the manga, which is uh, named one, All You Need Is Kill. Right, we can call right? that for sure, right. Which is the same title as the actual like novella it's adapted from. Mm-hmm. So we can call that that. And then um, I guess we just... You can, you can, you can pick. Oh my God. So you can call it Edge of Tomorrow. That's what it was called. I'm, we're not calling it Live, Die, Repeat, so I don't know. I think that's the last okay, one well, left. That, that, that limits her options, so then Edge of Tomorrow, it is. All right. Edging Tomorrow. Edging Tomorrow. You seen that one? Uh, I'll look it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to get into that movie, but uh, I did have a few other things first that I wanted to mention, and the first one was <clears throat> a little bit of news, because yesterday I saw on... <clears throat> excuse me. Yesterday I saw on Deadline.com that they finally announced the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem voice cast. So, now, this uh, is the animated Turtles movie that's coming out right. later this year, right? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't read the full article to see if it actually had like a release date yet. 
but uh, I'm definitely excited. Uh, I told you before, I just sent you this before. Brent, you have not seen any of this info yet, correct? Nope. I haven't even looked at it. Oh my goodness. So, so, so fantastic. I'm, I'm excited. I've been waiting to, to find out who the voice cast would be. It's uh, produced by Point Grey, which is right. Seth Rogen's company. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. So obviously, yeah, he's involved. He knows tons of people. Mm-hmm. And in general, I'm sure they can get a lot of people in here. Uh, there are definitely some that surprised me. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I don't know any of the names for the actual turtle voices. I think they're all oh, okay. <clears throat> like younger cast. I think they're supposed to be mm-hmm. to be like teenagers for real mm-hmm. in the movie. So um, uh, they might be from other TV shows or, they think, or other movies right now. I don't know their, their names. But some of the other characters involved are, are pretty interesting. So... Let's see. Um, I'm sorry. I'm joking right now. (laughs) Um, Okay. So uh, the biggest one, Seth Rogen, obviously involved. He's like producing and I'm not sure. I think he wrote with Evan Goldberg or something, the uh, the story for this. But um, he is going to be the Warthog Bebop. Seth Rogen is going to be Seth Bebop. Rogen. Fuck yeah, that makes right? sense. Right, totally makes sense. Totally, totally I like think that he's, one. He doesn't have like a visor, but he's got like these oh, flat, he glasses flat glasses with <laughs> little like slits in the uh, lenses. There you go. I wonder, yeah, how how much they'll stick to whatever. I'm I'm really excited for this. I feel like this is in the right hands. The voice cast, I think, is pretty good for it too. But uh, even before that, I was excited for it. Um, so the the other members are um, Micah Abbey as Donatello. Uh, Shaman Brown as Michelangelo, Nicholas Cantu as Leonardo, and Brady Noon as Raphael. Do any of those names sound familiar to you at all? No, uh uh-uh. I don't ring a bell, but sometimes that's, gotcha. that's for the best. Sometimes it's better to have like I a... I think it'd be cool, yeah. Yeah. For this, for the turtles. Yeah. I didn't really know... I didn't know uh, if they really like even announced... I, I knew some of the voices now from the, the old movies and stuff, but... It wasn't like a, a big deal then either. I, I think it's just kind of cool to get new voices for that. And uh, But so some other people are uh, and some of these are names. I don't know. I don't know if they're made up. I, I assume they're taken from like old cartoons and comics. So you might know them more. I'd be interested. Uh, Hannibal Burris as Genghis Frog. Oh, my God. Wow. OK, Genghis that's exciting. Frog, a big one. I, I love the uh, the punk frogs from uh, the old animated show. Oh, perfect. The, OK. The Fred Wolf one from uh, 87, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like whenever we were playing that, um, the the uh, Shredder's Revenge game and you could rescue the frogs or whatever. Oh, yeah. Those are the it's those type of frogs. You're right. hanging out in you like Hawaiian shirts and <laughs> one of them's holding a whip, the other one a mace. <laughs> you know, it's just the wild. Well, there you go. Shit, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, bringing in like all kinds of things. Uh, Rose Byrne as Leatherhead. Wow. Huh, Leatherhead's a woman. Okay. Yeah. I don't know yeah. who Leatherhead is. Is that also an older oh, character? She, oh, Leatherhead is this giant Cajun alligator. Oh. Hangs out with Benoit Blanc. <laughs> well, that's how it was in the, the cartoon. In the comics, he was like more of a like uh, scientist or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the, those are the two wild swings. And Rose know? Byrne and the, for they, that is, yeah, interesting they, choice. The third route. Third route. <laughs> But they can do whatever they want. So uh, honestly, yeah. As uh, the other half of Seth Rogen's Bebop, as Rocksteady, John Cena. That's a pretty Hmm. good one. I feel like I can totally. He can totally rock that, right? That makes sense. I can see John Cena with the rhino horn on his actual face. (laughs) That makes sense to me. You know, he actually did mocap. He was the only person who did mocap for it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Splinter, fucking Jackie Chan. 
Perfect casting. I love that. Jackie Chan. Yeah. Okay. I can totally okay. buy that. Yeah. Uh, he still does his own stunts? I assume so. Again, he's second mocap. Yeah. yeah. He has to fight his way into the vocal booth. <laughs> yeah. He's got to chew his way into there. Yeah. Uh, Ice Cube <laughs> as Superfly? Superfly. Oh, I think I heard that this was like a new character. New character? Okay. This yeah. is what I didn't know. Yeah. I, I didn't recognize most of these. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. like Rocksteady and Bebop, but... Uh, yeah. Natasha Dimitru as Wingnut. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Wingnut. I definitely okay. ruined her name. But uh, Wingnut is a character. Adele Dazeem. <laughs> yeah. The wickedly talented. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I'm going to ruin this one too. Ayo Edibiri as April O'Neil. Do you know who that is? I feel like I had uh, to look her up too, but. I think she's on uh, The Bear. Oh, if, interesting. I still never finished that one. Yeah, I think she's like the the like kind of the second lead, the the newer chef. Yeah, right. I remember her in there. She's the mm-hmm. kind of timid one that comes in, and she's also like really like trained and stuff. But yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. She was great in that. Yeah, that even that she little was, yeah. I saw. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Yeah, she's gonna be cool for that. Um, yeah, so she is April O'Neil. Uh, who we got? Um, oh, this bunch. Giancarlo Esposito as Baxter Stockman. Oh my god. You know, that's what's weird is like in the animated uh, series Baxter Stockman turned into a like a fly mutant. Okay. So I thought, oh, well maybe Superfly is going to be that like Ice T's oh, right, right. character is going to be like Ice Cube Baxter Stockman essentially and turn into that. Mm-hmm. But then they have Baxter Stockman as well. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's called they have mutant different... mayhem, right? So right. I'm sorry, colon mutant mayhem. <laughs> and uh so maybe there's just going to be all kinds of like new characters they throw yeah, in here. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Wingnut is an actual character from uh, the Archie comics series. Oh, like Archie Ninja Turtles? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, so Mirage was mm-hmm. the original company that the uh, creators Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird created, and then at a certain point, the cartoon was about to pop off, so they uh, Archie Comics decided to publish. Uh, or made a deal to publish like comics that are more in line with the mm. animated series, hmm. but then it spun off to its own um, continuity and whatnot. And I fucking love that series. Matter of fact, my very first comic was the eighth issue of that series, and it had uh, Wingnut prominently featured on the cover of that one. So wow, so you go really mm-hmm. far back with Wingnut. Oh my god! When you said Wingnut, I just, like, my what? heart was a flutter. <laughs> yeah, like a little your child awakened yeah. again. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm Amazing. So excited. I remember, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I remember you talking about the, the first comic type of thing before, but uh, um, that's amazing that uh, they would bring Wingnut in for you specifically. That's so nice of for them For me to, specifically, man, that's like honestly all I wanted. What fan yeah. service, right? Oh my God. Brand I'm a fan service me. That's, what, that's a great woman in WhatsApp. Post Malone as Ray Filet. Ray huh. Fillet? Ray Filet? I believe it's Filet. That makes for sense. The, Ray the Filet sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paul okay. Rudd as Mondo Gecko. What? Pretty cool, right? Wild. <laughs> Wild. Uh, okay. Maya Rudolph as Cynthia Altrum. Ooh, I don't Maybe know who that new, is. New person. Um, but yeah, so it says it's an original story following the crime fighting Ninja Turtles as they, you know, fight for New York City and whatever. After years of being sheltered from the human world, the brothers set out to win the hearts of New Yorkers and be accepted as normal teenagers through heroic acts. Their new friend, April O'Neil, helps them uh, take on a mysterious crime syndicate, but they will soon get over their heads when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them. 
So sounds oh, pretty rad. I mean, yeah, or, uh, some sort of turtle origin story and tons of good people involved. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm even more excited about it now. Me too. I want to see a trailer so oh my bad because I've heard the animation is uh, similar to, um, I guess, like somewhat inspired by the Spider Verse oh, movies. Perfect. Yeah, that'd be so um, bad. Yeah, where it's like 3D animated, but also you have some like uh, lines, like a you know, like drawn hand drawn lines right. on top of the the characters and whatnot. But I'm excited. I'm I'm curious to see which direction they take the design of the turtles because there's been a lot. I know, right? There's been they a really- lot. <laughs> Yeah, so, we talked about uh, doing the turtles movies eventually. Maybe yeah. leading up to that, and that one comes out or something. But uh, I still mm-hmm. have not seen the Michael Bay movies. But mm-hmm. the turtle designs from those, it's just like there's and there's been a lot for even in the animation. There's some now where there's like so many versions of the animated Ninja Turtles that you know been out to like styles and everything. So yeah, uh, there's a timeless story. I like that at least they're doing all kinds of things. So I'm excited for mm-hmm. this one for sure. Oh, same. Yeah, so, very much forward, forward to, it. to it. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, you too? No way. Uh, can you believe it? <laughs> <Whoa>. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, my God. And Stephen, what mm. is the theme song going to be? Oh, it's very exciting. Ooh, I just I, now thought about that. I'm even excited just for a poster at this point. I don't know when it's coming yeah. out. I still don't. It didn't say anything on that article that I could see um, of like when it was being released. So hopefully, you know, by the end of this year, uh, we'll get a chance to see all of that stuff. But I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for all of it are they are they bringing back oh wait i feel like i I already closed that article um i feel like there was something um they had mentioned about uh ice not our vanilla ice coming back for it because i was about to make a joke about it and i was like wait maybe he is coming back for it i feel like i i saw something about that as well it wasn't about ice cubes so insane yeah it is weird how he is like tied to that ninja turtles franchise though because uh, back when uh, I think it was during one of the the Michael Bay produced movies when that was coming out, they it was around some turtles anniversary as well, and they had released some uh, like Kraft macaroni and cheese like oh, Ninja Turtle shapes or right. whatever, and he was in that commercial if I remember correctly. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, he's still like mm-hmm. part of it. I must have yeah. just I, I was glancing through it yesterday. I must have seen Ice Cube as Superfly. And I thought it was Vanilla Ice, which I think would be better now. <laughs> but I do love Ice Cube, so whatever. That's cool, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would love if they brought him back, because, man, mm-hmm. that ninja rap fucking slaps. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go Ninja, go Ninja, and then... I'm going to say go. Go! Oh, yeah. you got me. That beat drop. Mm-hmm. Woo! Oh, my God. Fucking Michelangelo with a keytar. <laughs> Amazing. Cinema perfected, you know? <laughs> um... So I wanted to uh, mention a movie I'd been I'd watched a while ago. I found it on HBO Max, and uh, this is my only mini topic today. I just wanted to I've been having it on the list and just haven't thrown it out there, mostly because I had a lot to say about it, and I I really liked it, and I thought you'd like it. Uh, and then in a weird way, I've been doing this a lot lately. I know I got to bring everybody down right now, but uh, there was another Hollywood death, a uh, celebrity death that happened, and Tom Sizemore the other day. Did you know oh, Tom wow. Sizemore passing away? I did not. He was in this movie uh, that I watched, which is why I wanted to bring it up today, finally. So uh, Tom Sizemore, I, I don't remember exactly. He had like a, a brain aneurysm, and he was oh in the God. hospital for uh, about a week, I guess. And then I saw something the other day about his family having to make decisions about like end of life. And then I think it was like Friday or so that uh, they announced he had, they had finally finished that and 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 decided to go ahead and let him go and so he uh passed away at 61 which is fucking crazy and um 
Tom Sizemore is not one of those characters or not was uh, I was going to say character actor. He's one of the actors I don't think about very much. But when I think about him, he's in so many amazing things and everything he's in. He's always he always just like really brings it. And um, I didn't think about I don't think about him, like I said, so much. But when I do, I'm just like, damn, he was in so many amazing things and I really did love him. So uh, he was in Heat, Saving Private Ryan, um, a bunch of stuff or whatever. But the movie I'm mm-hmm. talking about today is called Strange Days. It's from 1995. Oh, it's okay. a Catherine Bigelow movie, and it was written by James Cameron and Jay Cox. Have you ever seen or heard about this movie, Brent? No, but I love Catherine Bigelow. Right. I knew you did. Uh, yeah. We both really love her stuff. She has such a unique style of directing, and I just uh, I find it really energetic and always entertaining to watch. And uh, I had heard about this movie. I always saw this poster. It, I, it's not even like that iconic. It just like looked. I, I've always seen it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly like Ray Fine's face uh, that I like recognize the most. But uh, it showed up on HBO Max, and I had always heard it was really good. And I was. I think this is a few weeks ago. I watched it, and it was around when I was watching like Avatar. I was back into James Cameron a little bit, and. Um, I saw that he wrote it and I was like, yeah, this is one of those movies like you can't find very much. It's not available very often on any streaming platforms. I feel Mm -hmm. like uh, it might not even been released on Blu-ray yet or something or like it took a long time. It's kind of like his like true lies. There's like just really hard to find copies of it. Yeah. Um, Or any streaming. Catherine Bigelow has another movie called Near Dark with Bill Paxton as uh, a vampire. There's a bunch of vampires and stuff in it. And it's on Shudder again. Every once in a while it pops up, but sometimes it it disappears for years at a time and like there's no available copies of it. It's so weird. Um, I've heard for her movies, it sometimes revolves around like music rights and everything. But uh, but anyway, Strange Days is a really cool movie. It's uh, it's made in 1995, but it is set and the last two days of 1999 so it leads up to the millennium essentially and it's in a world where you can record your you can put on like a headset and record your memories and then they go on a disc like a little like mini disc like a sony used to make or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and you can transfer those you can give them to someone else and they can relive it they can put on the headset and relive it sort of like a vr but like it really goes into their brain they feel they smell they they live the emotions so there's kind of like a black market that ray finds runs and he he sells like sex clips to people, right? Like you can do you want to bang two chicks at one time? Here's a video clip of someone doing it. You can like live it or whatever, right? So he sells this like. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna look up his store on eBay real quick. Hold on. I'm just gonna. I'm just curious. I was gonna say, is there any hot deals right now? Hot deals. That's hot deals. That's what he's looking for, right? He sells mm-hmm. those hot deals. So <laughs> hot deals in my area. Okay. Yes. Um, but it's cool. So essentially, he he he's a broker for that, a, a shady uh, broker for that. He used to be a cop, got like laid off or fired or whatever because of some shady shit. Now he does this. Um, he gets a, a clip from someone, a, a woman he knew who was running for her life, and it essentially like he doesn't know what it is, but it's this big mystery about how it's gonna like on you know uh, involve like some really big known people and whatever. And there's a lot of corruption and stuff. It's like a it's 1999, but it's like a a Los Angeles that looks like a post-apocalyptic kind of landscape you know there's like riots everywhere there's like fires everywhere it was made in the shadow of like the rodney king verdict and the the um subsequent like riots and stuff in in los angeles so the idea was like setting that you know at the end of the millennium and and let things ensue and uh Mm -hmm. man i'd heard such good things about this movie and it's fucking great it was i i have i watched this like four weeks ago i have not stopped thinking about it 
it was so rad. I'm not even sure if it's still on HBO Max. I haven't seen it pop up again. But um, mm. and I did hear it wasn't even the the right aspect ratio on there. So I want to see it in a better presentation. It actually should be scope where it's like super wide. But I uh, <laughs> it's it's wide. It goes from side to side on your TV, but it's only three pixels tall. Exactly. So you really got to like really, scrunch in there. The, James Cameron, you know, he always brings those new technologies. Catherine Bigelow. She always pushes the envelope, too. So they really just they wanted to make it sort of a visor view. You know, if you put a visor right. on, that's mm-hmm. how you can watch it. Surround your face. See, Robocop or Robocop could watch it. No problem. He, Jordy, he, yeah. Cyclops. <laughs> I'm just saying. I want to watch this the way that Catherine Bigelow planned on Robocop's mm-hmm. visor. Yeah, she's you know? in the pitch meeting. She's like, you don't get it. You've seen Robocop, though. You know what he looks like, right? Real indignant about it. It looks like right now it is still on HBO Max. Oh, right on, cool. Yeah, as of this recording. Yeah, but who probably knows? Probably by the time the, the <laughs> this comes out, <laughs> maybe people sold are talking off about to. We gotta get yeah. rid of it. Um, sold it off to Fubo TV or something. <laughs> exactly, shit. Um, check those eBay eBay hot deals though. You know, you might find. Oh yeah, might find something. Uh, but yeah, if you can catch it, I would catch it while you can. It's uh, it's pretty rad. It's futuristic but grounded it's really gritty it has some really like interestingly dated things it's 1995 they're using mini discs you know but like it works it 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 feels real it feels like they've worked out the the politics the um the environment the 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 technology the setting whatever the characters are amazing tom sizemore as i brought up he is in it he is uh uh, uh, still a cop he was friends with ray fines when he was a cop he still like helps him out. I think he does like a PI business now or whatever. Maybe he's not even still a cop. But anyway, they were like friends in the force. Um, Tom Sizemore is just kind of this character actor in there, and he ends up playing like a pretty big role in the movie. And uh, he was great as always because he always shows up for it. So that was just sad news to hear about him passing. I love him in so many things. But uh, Strange Days was one I've been meaning to mention on here, and and that happened. And I figured I might as well throw it out there. So if you're wanting to to honor Tom Sizemore or, or just see him in something great, and you haven't seen this one, I would definitely check it out because. Catherine Bigelow knows how to deliver for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I definitely want to check this out. I, I love everything that I've seen of hers, um, which evidently is like uh, two movies. Because um, I feel like she's <laughs> she's constantly got more stuff in her backlog that I just haven't seen. I know but, it's uh, like we need to see more of her stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is one for yeah. sure. Uh, and I I'm just going to throw this out there because I just see her on here again. I didn't really mention her. But Angela Bassett is fucking great in it. She's badass. And uh, I, I didn't I don't know her many movies and stuff, but uh, I was like, oh, yeah, she's amazing. And then um, she's like she's in Black Panther, right? She's the mom. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that I still haven't seen Wakanda forever, but I hear she's uh, really fierce in that, too. So it'd be pretty mm-hmm. great to see her in that role. But this was like, you know, 90s, like right in her prime or whatever. And she's she's fucking like pretty killer. So, yeah, check it out, man. Sometimes sometimes I sh- see her show up as a recurring actor on like tv shows Mm. and i'm like do you do you know you're angela bassett like do you you can just be in movies if you want but you know she's amazing yeah i didn't even realize it i just want to be on this abc tv show i just want to go home at night see my kids i mean that's definitely a valid point yeah yeah Yeah. 100 percent, man 100 Mm percent uh all right so do you want to go ahead and jump into uh all the stuff today i think we're gonna start off with are we gonna go in order like manga and then movies? Is that how you want to do it? We want to jump around? What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, we probably just like jump around through the story and okay. maybe compare and contrast as we we go through it or whatever. Um, Sounds good to me. So spoilers from here on out yep. for uh, the story 
we'll just call it the story when it's a collected thing, right? Right, there you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to get into spoilers for uh, both the manga, All You Need Is Kill, and then, um, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call the movie. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's up to you. We can call it Edge of Tomorrow, but yeah. people at home, you can call it whatever you want. That's right. Mm-hmm. We can just bleep it out. And every bleep, <laughs> you just fill that in with your brain. That won't get annoying, right? <laughs> yeah we we should be able to pronounce it uh kind of like uh was it uh yanni and laurel oh right some people heard one some people heard the Uh other yanni 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 laurel yanni yanni i forgot about that shit that was really weird scorpion yanni Sonya Blade. Yeah. Man, memories. Do you mm-hmm. want to go play Mortal Kombat right now instead? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that would be more fun. <laughs> no, we're really going to bring it today. I'm excited about yeah. this because... Uh, Me too. Uh, yeah, as you said, spoilers for everything for, for both of these, but I, I think if you are into the movie and you haven't read the manga, I don't think it's really going to like... I mean, we're going to spoil a few things, but it's not going to spoil mm-hmm. the experience. There are different stories there, uh, and I was intrigued right. how the movie departed from that. But uh, the manga also like it's it generally the same concept. There's a lot of the same beats, and then and then it kind of splits. So I wouldn't think it would ruin ruin it for you. But um, yeah, hopefully we can sell you on that as well. So my first thing I wanted to start with though, Brent, is that I texted you last night before mm-hmm. uh, before the I was reading fully the I I read those fully whatever that mm-hmm. I, I was having a hard time following it. And mm-hmm. I just didn't, I, I don't know. It was partly the drawing. It's in black and white, which is cool. Right. I love black and white comics. It's like Walking Dead. It was one of the first ones that really sold me on comics. And that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, other comic books that I've read that are that are black and white, like I just, it's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in this. So that was part mm-hmm. of it. The text blocks are usually really big and they fit all really small words because I assume it's been translated. So it's like the space was there for like the original Japanese yeah so in in manga like japanese comics um and i assume it'd be like this in like chinese comics and in anything for like the eastern hemisphere where the text would be written vertically but we read from left to right so oftentimes you'll have this huge gap of white space above and below whatever text (laughs) is in the the balloon or caption box so yeah it does take some like getting used to but uh yeah that's that's the general reason for that yeah Yeah. Yeah. and it's not bad Mm -hmm. right like it's 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 how it is but it threw me off a little bit but brent you might have already guessed this Mm -hmm. but when i was confused about the manga that's because i was reading it backwards (laughs) (laughs) so for anyone that doesn't know manga is read right to left is that how you describe that? I can't even... Right. Right. To left. Right. Like, right. we open a to book, <laughs> and we read one way. Theirs go backwards from ours, but mm-hmm. I read this on Comixology, so I didn't have a book. And I know that about manga, and I've read manga, and mm-hmm. I know it goes that way. And I actually find it... I like it, because it's like... I don't know. It's almost like going to England and driving on the wrong side of the road. It would be... It's, thri- it's thrilling, and it's, it's thrilling. like... But it's familiar. <laughs> Oftentimes encouraged. <laughs> The local government. And and road signs. Of course. Um, Master Wayne, get off the stretch. But I, uh, and with it, I like that. Like, I like it. But I, when you don't have the actual book in front of you, it's it's a little harder to see the format of that. When you open Comixology on your iPad, it's just one screen at a time. And mm-hmm. 
if you so what happens is in the comicsology uh, at least the way i have my app set up it it usually has like a bar across the bottom that's like your progress bar you can skip through pages and stuff but Mm-hmm. this one like literally starts on the other side like starts on the right side and goes to the left it, it reverses time and so when i saw that i thought i opened it and i i had like read it before i thought it was already read and oh, then it was at okay. the wrong side so even before i looked at it i just pulled the the whole timer bar to the other side to the left like i'd be reading a regular <laughs> comic right i thought it would do it for me essentially uh-huh. But I, I didn't realize how the app was set up and how my brain was working. And I when you go through the pages, the way it ends is like it shows like some credits and some copyright issue, like like stuff you see at the beginning of a book. Sure. It shows like the title. Like you open it, it says like the title. And mm-hmm. then it, like you see that that stuff. There's one page I realized today that does say to be continued is the first thing you read. <laughs> I totally skipped that because it's like right at the bottom. Yeah. And then you start reading it. So you also read the books backwards right like you read them from Mm -hmm. right to left across the top of the page down to the bottom exactly backwards from ours so i was reading it for like you know backwards but also double backwards because i was reading it the american (laughs) like left to right so if you try to do that brent just for fun after the show maybe go read like the first 10 pages the last Mm -hmm. 10 pages rather of that first book and yeah. uh, and then you'll be like, wow, this makes no sense. I thought he was just showing different time loops. It says like time loop, you know, 100 time loop, 120. And I was like, oh, whatever. He's jumping around mm. in the story. And it's like, oh, it makes total sense in the other version. When I finally got there in the right format, I was like, oh, holy shit. This this all makes perfect sense. <laughs> and uh, so last night I texted you. Not only was I confused, yeah. I was kind of annoyed. Like the book was hard to read. I believe your uh, uh, text sentiment was... Mm. I gotta be honest, I kind of hate it. I, yes, I did. I was like, <laughs> I don't understand this. It's really confusing. That it's mm-hmm. there's so much going on, and there's no colors to help me differentiate things very well. So right. I was like, I'm just not enjoying this. And I I was fully prepared to come to the show and just be like, Brent, I couldn't I couldn't finish them. Like I want to hear you talk mm-hmm. about them, but I just couldn't do it. We'll talk about the movie or whatever. Uh, I I thankfully last night started reading it again and realized my mistake finished that first book last night finished the second one this morning and mm-hmm. i gotta say loved it thought it was great mm-hmm. uh really turns that's you awesome. around when you read it the right way when you read it correctly yeah that's like so. me reading a regular book normal <laughs> style you know like none of this makes sense page one and then you go to flips page page two where are the pictures what the fuck? oh my god what's this uh table of contents at the beginning i don't know that character this is confusing <laughs> throws it in the fireplace that's how I felt. I felt like I was reading something like just gibberish. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, what's funny when you buy like actual physical manga, the last page of the story, which would be like the first page for uh, us on the Western right. Hemisphere, you open it up, it says stop. Uh, and it, it explains that manga is read backwards oh, and you're go. on the last page. So it points you back to it. But that's what I, I guess on, on digital books, they're like, <laughs> no, you'd have to like go out of your way to get to the last page. <laughs> And you've done it. And I did. You're you're a pioneer. So I really, I, yeah, I really ruined it for myself, but I wanted to clarify that with you. I knew, uh, the listeners didn't know that story, but now I've made fun of myself, which is always fun. So, uh, (laughs) but so you're aware, I do like this. It is much better now. Uh, I I was was curious. I was, 
I was so curious because I was like reading this and it, luckily it's two volumes. It moves pretty quickly. The first chapter is like 70 something pages and then the rest of them are about 20 pages each from yeah. that. And it moves pretty bad, quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was on uh, when I had texted you yesterday, uh, I think I had just wrapped up reading the second volume. I was like, wow, I really had a blast reading this because I, I had seen the movie once before shortly after it came out on DVD. Gotcha. I think. But uh, didn't have a, an exact uh, recollection of the full story other than the uh, looping on a battlefield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, does the end of does this end the same way? Because like, surely not. I feel like that would be something that stood out. Right. But uh, yeah, like I was I was so hyped after I was done reading it. Right. I thought it was like fun. <laughs> and then you text back. I was like, uh oh, did, I, your did I read it wrong? <laughs> Yeah, and you were like, well, I've only seen the movie once, so maybe you just like it differently than I do. And I'm like, I've seen the movie a bunch. Maybe the comic sucks. I don't know. (laughs) It was so weird. But uh, yeah, my mistake, hopefully. Um, So I definitely want to go through uh, a bunch of that. You want me to go ahead and like do the movie stuff? I don't have any of the comic stuff. I can pull that up kind of quickly, too. I'll I'll do the um, uh, the comic if you'd like to uh, do the the movie credits. That'd be great. Do Do you want to start with that one since it came out first i guess kind of thing uh yeah let me go ahead and scrub to the back of this real quick (laughs) Uh. don't get confused brett it's easy (laughs) i'm telling you it's easy uh so the the actual like novella was written by hiroshi uh sakura wait i got roped into saying these names okay no i didn't do that to you on purpose uh I was I was ghost lit into doing this. Uh, Hiroshi Sakurazaka, uh, who uh, yeah wrote the book in um, looks like two thousand nine, and he um, was joined by oh boy uh, Ryusuke Taka, Takeuchi, um, and then Yoshitoshi Abe, and then uh, Takeshi Obata. Uh, I'm familiar with. Oh, okay, I, that's an. That's the the artist of the the manga. Um, I think the the other ones were uh, like the original author was the first person. Mm-hmm. I think the other two people did like uh, illustrations for the novella. Abe definitely did. Yeah, yeah. Yoshitoshi, um, Yoshitoshi, Abe. Yeah. Did the illustrations? I we gotta say the, mm-hmm. we're doing great. We're, we're trying. We're it. It's yeah. it's really difficult sometimes, and I I don't practice these enough before we get on the show. And then you start reading it, and you're just like, wow, that is a lot of syllables. Mm-hmm. And you try to break yeah. it down into smaller pieces, and it's tough. It's tough. It is. That's okay. Yeah, I'm trying to make it make sense in my head. I'm right. just like these. This is just like a collection of <laughs> syllables to me. So no disrespect is meant to the creators, but uh, Takeshi Obata I'm familiar with because he illustrated the. I think he maybe wrote and illustrated the death note manga oh later of which there was a uh, terrible netflix <laughs> adaptation <laughs> that was bad but uh yeah. i, I like the the manga it was it was more dense than a lot of manga i've read okay. so it, like took some time to get through the, the chapters but it was still very good and uh i like his artwork overall but there's something about like the battle scenes in this manga that really just like kind of blew me out of the water mm-hmm. i know it was sometimes difficult to tell which version of the characters it was because right uh rita has a red colored i guess like jacket Mm -hmm. like that mechanical suit that she wears they both end up looking like master chief but like kind of cooler to me yeah right on they're Uh, pretty good design yeah i like it yeah and then uh kg's is um like like uh what do you call that um 
like camo mm-hmm. uh, colored or something like that. But yeah, if they're like in the distance or silhouetted or something like that, it's hard to tell which one is which. Well, they're not really but, colors. Yeah. They're just like patterns kind of yeah. on the, on the page. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause they talk about that. That's a, a, a point of it is, uh, about her painting it the color red. And then at the end of the book, there's another paint color in, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that'd be great to see, but we don't. And it, <laughs> it would have helped me too. I feel like the, mm-hmm. the drawings were fantastic and the, the energy of the book was amazing. Like those battle scenes, like you can really, there's just an energy to the page and like, uh, some of that stuff is so intricate. It's like shaded mm-hmm. so, so well and so interestingly. Um, but sometimes there's so much going on that I was just yeah. like, wow, there's a lot to look at here. And it was hard for me to like mm-hmm. kind of separate the, um, almost like I wanted more of like a 3d space to be able to separate it better in my head of like, what's, what's mm-hmm. all happening, but it was so cool looking. So, uh, it wasn't like a big deal. It was just like, sometimes mm-hmm. I think manga to me and anime as well. It's just a little, it's, a, it's more, it's always a little more than, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think I'm used to with like Western comics. So, um, still yeah. getting used to that, but I, I do like the manga I've read and I did like this one and the, and the art was pretty mm-hmm. rad. So yeah, you're right. For about sure. That. Uh, what about you? Who's on your right. cast list? Let's see. So, uh, mine are also pretty hard. Um, Doug Limon, oh Doug yeah. Limon directed uh-huh. this. Um, Christopher, Christopher. Christopher, um, Christopher, uh, hello, we are AI. We will now pronounce all of the names for you. They're taking us over, aren't they? Damn it. Mm-hmm. They're going to yep. get so many more listeners. Um, so this was, uh, directed by Doug Lyman, screenplay by Christopher McQuarrie, Jez Butterworth and John Henry Butterworth. Oh, I didn't realize I was trying to look, I was going to look them up. I had heard that, uh, this was co-written by Christopher McQuarrie who is also like a, a friend and, and co-worker of, of Tom Cruise's. He's doing some of the uh, like last Mission Impossible movies. Um, mm-hmm. I, I believe were some of his, like his his writing and directing work or like the last uh, four of them or so um, right after this one. So he's done a bunch of stuff with Tom Cruise. But um, Jez and John Henry Butterworth, uh, I didn't know. So uh, apparently they are brothers and uh, they've written some other stuff together too. So... Um, but I, uh, I liked everything that came out of this. It was, uh, like, sli- like we said, a slightly different story than the manga and the original novella, but it was, uh, it works on its different levels and I liked it for, for, I liked them for different reasons, which was kind of fun. So like some specific things that they change, I was like, in the movie, I was like, oh, that's the only way they could have done that. And then this one, they do it differently. And I'm like, oh, well that works too, either way. And, uh, so that was kind of interesting to see like different things play out, um, uh, for starring people, we have Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, Brendan Gleeson, Bill Paxton. Um, God, that's mostly the the big names on there. Um, I'm sure there's other people in there, but um, it's mostly, you know, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt are kind of the, the big stars of this. And mm-hmm. because it's their time loops, they're the ones we see, mainly his, right? They're the ones we see over and over again. So um, Tom Cruise, we recently re-fell in love with after watching Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And uh, here he is, action star all over again. What'd you think about him? Uh, so I had this interesting thought. Uh, real quick, I as you were going through the cast list, I was flipping back through the first volume of the oh, manga, uh-huh. like reading it in order as you read it oh, originally. Oh, fantastic. Steven, that's insane. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you survived that long. I went like 10 pages. Yeah, because like, like... What the, is happening? The first one is like a, an image of... Rita says, how many loops is this for you? So I see how that could be right? 
what a like what a oh, banging opener yeah exactly wow and then like it's kind of <laughs> walking you back through in reverse order of a battle <laughs> like, yes it's, it's crazy and i was it's like it's a time just, loop but it's a time travel right it's like it's more of a loop like a groundhog day than a yeah. a time travel movie but i was like maybe they're doing the battle in reverse so maybe the manga is different than the movie mm-hmm. and there's a way they can rewind in person i don't know and i thought <laughs> that's a that's a call me ishmael that is like a that is like a big opening line that like grabs you mm-hmm. how many loops is this for you i was like wow this is mm-hmm. gonna be great and then it was so mm-hmm. confusing and mm-hmm. reading it you know left to right and the word balloons also makes everything not make sense um, yeah. so it's just like really bad so yeah uh, I did that I own up to it <laughs> I feel bad about it but I feel better now you hey know? you know what it's all content baby yeah, there you go and I'm we, glad we got to be there. part of that so <laughs> uh, but yeah Tom um, Cruise yes yeah. Tom Cruise Tom Cruise uh, Thomas Cruise so as I was watching this I could not help but think like god damn I've really like taken a uh, a turn into just absolutely loving Tom Cruise. I know, I know, he's got the whole Scientology thing. I, I know, know it's fucking gross, but like, as far as like on screen charisma right. and appeal, he's got it in spades. You know, right? He can't, he can't not be charming. You know, man, I want to. It just makes me want to watch more TC movies. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But as I was watching this, I was like, the reason. I end up rooting for Tom's character in this movie is because he gets defeated constantly. Uh-huh. Like he, he literally only wins once <laughs> yeah. at the very end of the movie. The rest of the time he just point. gets yacked over and over again. And it made me think of how like, um, uh, Dwayne Johnson and, uh, Mark Sinclair, oh, excuse me, uh, Vin Diesel, oh. uh, they have it written in their contracts for like, right, I don't know if right. it's like every character, but like they can't lose a fight. Yeah. Like guys, that is so wildly uninteresting. Like mm-hmm. it, that makes me lose investment in your characters at all when I'm watching them, you know? For sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what was supposed to happen with that, uh, black Adam versus Superman movie that will likely never see the mm-hmm. light of day at this point, you know, but it's like, that's not going to be exciting if, like one character is Superman who has to has to be the hero. Right. Has to be the victor of a story. But then also you're not going to let like in his contract, it says Dwayne Johnson can't lose a fight. So I don't know. It, it just seems yeah, like that like would be, be boring. Yeah. Wildly unentertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, this movie is super fucking entertaining. And there's a, a point in the movie where. Um, in, in the story as well, where uh, the lead character, his name is uh, KG in the manga, and then they just change his name slightly to Cage in the, uh, the film. But uh, that character, whenever they go through loops so many times, they become kind of like disillusioned. They, they feel kind of like, uh, like they're just caught in this everlasting loop right. and there's no progress to be made. It's just living the same day over and over and over again or I guess a couple of days, uh, and it's just um, the, just seeing the defeat on his mm-hmm. face. We're like, how, how can this possibly improve? How can I possibly succeed around this? Makes you feel invested in the character. And I, I feel like if, <laughs> if it was The Rock hitting the beach, he wouldn't, <laughs> like, die. He would just get, like, punched near, <laughs> and that would make him, like, jump back. 
to where he like woke up originally. Yeah, but... like they'd have to change the mechanism for the mm-hmm. jump back. He's like, well, I'm not going to die every yeah. like over and over again. That's ridiculous. And the rock, of course, is not like, yeah. I have to change it. Uh, he's like, no, there's a button. There's a button in my suit. Uh, yeah, that's if I flip a switch and then that button, then I, I just go back. We're just going to do that mm-hmm. instead. But it's it is true. It's like with Tom Cruise allowing himself through that, like it, it's again of why he's kind of a movie star and an action star. Like he's he maybe has a better grasp on it of what people are looking for and what's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Tom Cruise loves to do his own stunts a lot, do these like crazy stunts and, you know, make it as bombastic and as entertaining as possible. He looks to do that with all his movies. And this one, too, I, I, I'm almost surprised he's in this one in some ways. I don't know. He does a lot of different things that I feel like he he just has a good eye for, you know, what's going to work and what's entertaining. And then mm-hmm. maybe we'll become a franchise in some way or that he could build something. I am surprised this one hasn't had a sequel yet and that it hasn't yeah. been franchised. I think they've talked about it for a long time. But um, from what I read too, like Doug Lyman was kind of reworking a lot of the story on set as he was shooting. Like he does a lot of kind of like run and gun. He just shoots like a ton of footage and just figure stuff out on the day. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think they, they work well together. I think they've talked about doing more, but, um, it's been interesting to see him pick this movie, I guess, and be in it, but he, he really works for me in it. Like he sells the idea, the way they rewrite it for his story. Like in the, in the manga, it's just the guy just like wakes up. He's just a regular private, you know, part of the infantry mm-hmm. or whatever. But in this one, he is, he was like a marketing exec and he lost his job. And now he's like a, you know, publicist for the military. It is like a major, I think, or whatever when mm-hmm. he meets Brendan Gleason, Brendan Gleason, I also love and, and tons of stuff. Yeah. And he's great as the general in this, uh, mm-hmm. he gets busted down and then it's, he, Tom Cruise works for that though. So well, like he, the other guy was younger, like literally younger, like KG in, in the, in the book, but this one works, you know, like he's older and it, it works for the story and they kind of just make things kind of work out. <laughs> I was, I started smiling when you said, uh, Brendan Gleason because, have you seen Banshees? I haven't seen it yet. Year? Yeah, no. Okay. We were just talking about that okay. in our friend chat. Yeah, the other day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, there's a, okay. Yeah, I don't want to spoil don't anything. Spoil it, but I wondered, I, I if I had time, I thought about watching it because I knew, I knew you'd recently watched it, and I wondered about seeing him in this role after that role because that one seemed like such a, a more, like, sensitive, dramatic movie, and this one is, you know, he's just kind of, like, barking orders sort of thing, but... He can work in so many different types of parts. He's such a good actor. And so, yeah, I wonder for you if it was weird to see him in the two different roles. It was only because I thought, oh, is he going to have an American accent? And then, no, he didn't. He just had his normal accent. I was like, okay, mm. that, that's better for me. Um, I, I just like in the, the movie how it's a worldwide conflict, but they've got like several nations involved right. like, at the base or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? So I, I like the, uh, the mixing of... Uh, of our um nations a lot more because in the the manga it's just like the you're on the japanese military base mm, right, and then that's right the americans with rita come in and then in the the movie rita is british mm-hmm. and i don't know they, they kind of flip things around a little bit yeah, they but do it kind of make it work it all yeah it all works for me it's like two different versions of this thing that i like technically yeah. three if you swap out the title for one <laughs> And uh, I'm, I know you're probably not into this, but I am curious after reading the manga and watching the movie again, because I really liked this movie. I've, uh, I really like the story and everything. The manga sold that as well. But I want to read the novella now. I'm curious to see how that plays out. It seems like it's the mm-hmm. same story as the manga, 
but I'm just curious to see like the different format and everything. And it also mentioned mm-hmm. illustrations for that. So I was like, I don't know what that means. Uh, like, yeah, how many it's illustrations a, are there? What makes it a novella versus a manga or whatever? I don't know. That's intriguing. To yeah. Me. I was looking at uh, the further credits on the, the, the thing. And mm-hmm. it says that, um, storyboards were by Ryusuke Takeuchi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was for like the story. And then original illustrations were by Abe. So, mm. uh, yeah, I, I don't know how filled with illustrations that novella is, but... Yeah, I tried to look it up online yeah. a little bit. I couldn't really find much info. I, I couldn't... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I could buy it or whatever. I was trying to look at my library and, and some info, like some pictures online. But um, I'd be curious for that as well. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll get to that one eventually. But um, these were both just great stories. I When I first watched the movie... I remember liking it, but not loving it. It was kind of like uh, Pacific Rim to me, which also this reminded me yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. And maybe even Starship Troopers. That's the one of the notes I wrote is that the movie reminds me of those movies in that uh, this movie, especially the way it opens. I really liked how they did like the overlapping news segments and stuff, kind of giving you all the exposition about like what these aliens are and shows like it brings Tom Cruise in. And he's like a spokesperson. It shows uh, Rita Verdun, the um, what do they call her? The the of something of Verdun, the angel of Verdun, I think they. Call I think it. so. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and so they like bring things in, whatever the way it shows. It reminded me of the like, would you like to know more on Starship Troopers? It reminds me of that <laughs> sort of like propaganda network sort of stuff, military whatever stuff, and and then Pacific Rim as well. Like I remember seeing that movie and being like, yeah, it's all right. But then it over the years it fucking really grew on me until I love that movie. This one as mm-hmm. well. I remember watching it and then uh, more falling in love with it after repeated viewings, looping, if you will, uh, over over and over the story. But you had only seen it that one time. So do you remember liking it the original time? You just don't. I I know I'm kind of unusual that I watch movies over and over and over again a lot more than most people. But um, did you think about rewatching this movie you just never had or or what? Yeah. So I I watched it on DVD shortly after it it came out and I enjoyed it. Um, I uh, there's certain like aspects of the the marketing of this movie made me wonder if like it was going to be too hard sci-fi for me right or if i would get lost in the the story or whatever uh or lost in the like storytelling like it wouldn't track for me mm-hmm. um but shout out to the editor on this movie because mm. that had to be a herculean effort to go and search for like clips to reuse for right. different parts of this because um i'm sure there were like probably incremental differences they had in between like uh, like that guy that has the uh on his vest he's got the teddy bear like stuffed in there and he gets like hit mm-hmm. by the the airplane early on when he right right when they crash on the beach they probably shot like multiple different versions of that with specific staging or whatever and they had to keep that shit straight for the edit oh my god yeah lots to keep track of for sure yeah a lot of coordination probably went into it that uh we don't think about but um yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, I bought it when it was on iTunes on sale. And I thought, oh, man, I can't wait to rewatch this. And then, like, you know, five years later, I I rewatched <laughs> it for this episode. So there you, you know. go. <laughs> yeah. Looking looking for an excuse to watch it. You know, after we watched Looper, which mm-hmm. was a time loop <clears throat> movie with Emily, Emily Blunt, I was like, oh, I bet she's got another one of these. And she, <laughs> she does. She certainly does. That, that was this one. I wondered about that as a title. If the movie Looper did not exist, would that be a good title for this movie as well? I feel like it could work at least. Oh, yeah. Looper. Looper. <laughs> it's right there the whole time. I know, right? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's funny that she was in both and like they came up like 
pretty close together, like fairly close together, I guess. Um, yeah, I think Looper was decade, 2013. Yeah, and this oh, was God. 2014. So like a year apart, something like close like that. That's crazy. Like the mm-hmm. fact that they uh, she would do both of them, but they they're so different and they have such different styles. Um, like that one is like a really grounded futuristic movie like we talked about and this one is definitely like aliens have attacked and there are mechanical suits and you know like it's wildly different than our actual world so uh it's interesting like that how she can play both roles but she's she's fucking great mm-hmm. in both of them yeah sorry 2012 was looper so like two years apart though that's not that's not that bad that's crazy Mm-mm. uh and mm. you know speaking of emily blunt god damn <laughs> you know? when she her reveal when she's doing like that push-up oh my god floating fucking thing or whatever oh my god and her her torso like does that little like snake thing like snakes up or whatever and look i've been having back problems this week so (laughs) just seeing somebody have like mobility like that i'm like oh Oh, yeah yeah you stretch that back baby oh my god (laughs) downward dog has never looked this good and then her her arms are just like oh yeah thick with muscle i'm just like oh my god you like that you like good forearm lady forearm Uh, Oh, oh my God. yeah! Protect me, mommy. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, she's fucking awesome, man. Like I, I yeah. thought a lot about her after watching this and and Looper. I really wanted to watch A Quiet Place because I just oh, really yeah. like she has like a where where Tom Cruise has that action charming kind of hero vibe. She has a very fucking badass but vulnerable vibe. She always feels like she. I don't know. She she can sell the uh, the emotions of a scene and the stress of a scene, but she can also like be the fucking badass. Like I feel like mm-hmm. she has surprised me. Like uh, I know that you are a recent convert to the uh, Devil Wears Prada clan, but uh, oh my god, uh, yeah, I've seen that movie a bunch. Wait, Amanda. I don't want to be part of any clans, Stephen. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, not they're, a clan. they're often not inviting to people of my my skin tone. Oh, I'm not straight. You're right. Uh-huh. Not not the clan, but mm-hmm. uh, more of like a cult. Uh, okay. Is that yeah. better? Okay, good. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Okay, to me. cool. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. we'll call it uh, Bluntology. Oh, this punch looks delicious. Is this fabuloso? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> uh, you can really taste the purple. <laughs> but she's amazing, right? Like she uh, from Devil Wears Prada, which uh, I've watched so many times through my wife, and it has really grown on me over the years. But mm-hmm. she's she's so different than that. She's like kind of like bitchy, snippy, but it's like, you know, fashion world and everything. And seeing her from that, I just didn't know. She just plays like an assistant. She's not even like the star of the movie, but she has mm-hmm. grown in such star power over the years. And uh, her husband, too, John Krasinski, I just really like him a lot. So I'm so glad to see her yeah. around. And uh, she's one of the reasons I watch this movie so much. Um, <laughs> she's just awesome. She is. Yeah. And they can hold their own by themselves you know I, right. I like that in the manga as well is that rita is like a strong independent character she doesn't need uh, a man but like mm-hmm. anyone else like she's she's gone through the loop herself she's experienced this and uh she just has experience on the battlefield so she's really earned her her um her, her stripes there you know yeah, uh, I don't know what stripe mm-hmm. she has because we're not in the military. I don't know what any of that stuff means, but she's got them. And she's part of Zebra. That's why she can run so fast. That's true. Can Zebra yep. run fast? I th- I think so. I th- I we're going to say they do. Hey, man, when I chase them, they do. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> that's why I'm not allowed at the zoo anymore. <laughs> that's right. 
Um, I also wanted to talk about um, design, and I, I'm leading off of this because of her fucking amazing sword that she has. Mm-hmm. And in the manga, it's a it's like a battle axe, which is also oh my god, really a fucking massive, cool. Oh my god, it's so cool battle axe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I like. I was surprised. I thought in the movie. When I first saw it, and I didn't really know, I uh, especially didn't know like the history of it. I knew it was based on other stories, but um, like the manga, and there's a, there's also another American manga that came out like that same year I saw something online about, uh, but they came out like right before the movie, like the one we read, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And it had been like uh, removed from it. But I figured when I saw that sword in the movie, I thought they were pulling that directly from the manga. Like it had to have been. But it just kind of also looks like a general manga anime sword that I've seen. Like, I don't really know much mm-hmm. about those gigantic ones, but they're always comical, but they look really rad usually. Like, who <laughs> yeah. can really swing them? But uh, uh-huh. but then in the comic, and when I saw the, the axe, I was like, oh, my God, you get two badass things. It was so cool yeah. to see the difference. And then I liked in the, in the comic and in the manga how um, Keiji's uh, character ends up getting the same one. Like, he, he, gets a, he mimics her more than yeah. the movie. And I wish I would have seen Tom Cruise adopt her sword as well in the movie or or have an axe. Once I read mm-hmm. the manga, I was like, well, fuck, they missed an opportunity. But he just kind of uses his guns and just gets through it that mm-hmm. way. But um, yeah, I, I love that design and just in general, the whole design in the movie. I mean, that was one of the things that I liked better in the manga is the that specific like hand to hand weaponry. I thought the battle axe looked cooler. Yeah. I thought the, the sword in the movie does look a bit generic, but it's still like, you know, cooler than whatever shit i got here <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> but um, you don't have a giant sword with you at home unfortunately not oh that's unfortunately so not yeah yeah i'm you know i'm saving my allowance so oh well and i get ten dollars a week now so oh my goodness you turn 40 you get a bump up in your allowance are you so, allowed so, to poop in the know. house again no not yet mm. but you know here in the next couple of years <laughs> well, next couple of years pay first one in inside toilet and then a couple of years after that you know giant ass sword oh my gosh wow That's, you have a lot to look forward to which is nice i really do i've got a trajectory uh-huh. in front of me that i'm i'm just like on you know gotta get it by the time i turn 46 dude i've been pooping <laughs> and holding a giant sword i just imagine you do like that elmo like you know that Elmo like meme where he's like happy on the toilet, like bouncing back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine yeah. you with like a giant sword. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially it. But yeah. you get too excited and it chops off your own head and that's how you die. Yeah. And then I have to wake up and do it all over again. You know, <gasps> that's your loop. That was my loop. Oh, yeah, man. What a way to go. Yeah. I think we started talking before we or we were talking before we started recording. Uh-huh. Where uh, we mentioned if if we had to get in a time loop, then I would go back to when I fell off of the the jungle gym. <laughs> Is that like, you oh, wake I to start in in pain? Oh my that god, what a way to go! Damn, yeah, just waking up. Yeah, every every day's a battle. Hey, the absolutely. Said, so sometimes you need a, an axe for it, mm-hmm. you know. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the the hand to hand weapons in the mm-hmm. the manga better. Uh, I kind of like the the um, the jackets. And the manga better mm-hmm. as well because they, they looked more designy or whatever. Yeah. They, like like I said, they looked more like uh, Master Chief from um, right Halo or whatever, but uh, kind of cooler. Uh, but that said, I think the approach that the movie takes mm-hmm. by making Tom Cruise somebody who does like marketing for the military and then gets thrown in the battle and he does not want to be there, uh, I think that is way better than mm, mm-hmm. the manga because in the the manga kg is just he's a military 
private, essentially. He's right. just a guy that was there anyway. I think dragging a character who uh, markets for a military, but it's like, I'm not fucking doing it. Right. Let me advertise for you. You go risk your life. I'm yeah. going to go to these news stations and advertise for you. And then throwing him in the battle like over and over and over again and having him level up during that time yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is real cool. I think one of the things that would drive you nuts being stuck in that situation is not being able to uh, train your your muscles for muscle memory mm. because you're essentially starting the day over and over again. You're not ever getting stronger no matter how much you train. That's true, yeah. So, yeah, that's that was kind of like in the, the background of it. Yeah, I mean, that's like me now. Or I'm bulking up the wrong way. <laughs> Horizontally, <laughs> instead of Hey, bulking uh, is bulking, man. Yeah, you know. You've been lifting, bro? Is. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just lift up a bag of Reese's Pieces. <laughs> oh, man. I you want to be Reese's. Elliot this time, or, or what? I'll be E.T. Got my classic E.T. voice. Uh... Uh, so other design things, uh, yeah. like you said, the 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 suits in the in the movie, like it, it works. It's it's cool. I think that they uh, the effects in this movie, I think, hold up pretty well. I, I I didn't see anything necessarily that I thought like was glaringly like bad or whatever. I think the the right. battles and stuff look pretty badass. I'm not a huge fan of the alien design. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the manga alien design either, but have you ever seen the movie Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or Return of the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? I remember seeing the cartoon back in the day. Okay. They, yeah. they made me think of that. Like I kept seeing it was like okay. giant like people eating tomatoes, which mm-hmm. in this kind of story where like they have these mech suits and it's like a little more, you know, darker sort of uh, reality. And it's like his deaths are really gruesome and like. He sees like an old man and his granddaughter's like heads being chopped off at one point. But to think of them as like giant tomatoes. Again, there's no color in the book. I can have them red. Yeah, whatever. Uh Uh, That's how I pictured it. But um, in the movie, I think they're okay. They just they felt a little generic to me, I guess. Um, I just I remember when I first saw it. Then they've always just kind of been like, you know, okay, I guess. But uh, what, what did you think about the the manga and the movie versions of the aliens? So the movie version of the aliens reminded me of the like aliens in Eternals, the Marvel movie, where they're just kind of like gray, generic, spirally looking things. I literally you know? can't picture them. So, yes, generic is my That's first it? thought. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got it. Uh, or any uh, monster character in a DCEU movie. That's, <laughs> right. they're, they're all the same. You <laughs> like know, the ones that just am right. <laughs> yeah. Shots fired on on all of them. But um, like, I get it. Like the, I could tell. Uh, most of them were like black with like yellow or orange highlights. Um, but the 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 one that uh, first kills him uh, has blue in its mouth. So that's like, oh, OK, this oh, one's right. a little bit different. It's larger or whatever. It's got got legs like a horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, man, that first death with Tom Cruise was oh, gnarly, by the way, like, holy shit. If you were like a visual effects person. And you had like personal beef with Tom Cruise, <laughs> and you would make something that looked that good. It's like I'm gonna boil his face right. in half, essentially. You know, just melt right through his his flesh. It was it was gnarly. It's pretty gruesome. Looking, yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, like you said earlier but, too, um, with him being like allowing himself to die. He dies the first time, like really fucking bad. Yeah, <laughs> like he he sells it. He's panicked the whole time. Right. You know, he's just like nervous, sweating, just freaked out. He allows that character to be that because he knows later on 
that character is going to level up uh, in a big bad way totally. and you know, save the day or whatever. But you know, you got to spend time with him as a uh, as a schlub, you know, as one of us. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> he. I don't want to say, but you know, it just is. as the audience, not you and me in particular, but just us, right? Because we're mm-hmm. we we go through the movie through his eyes. We are the noobs yeah. who also level up with him without getting off our couches, which is nice. One hundred percent. And then you know, he's our our lens through which we look on all of the action mm-hmm. in it, right? So he's like, <laughs> he's in this helicarrier thing. The floor drops out, and then you just see like all this craziness oh go on underneath, and the battles and everything. And so whenever he hits that release lever, he's like flying through the air. He gets like twisted up in the the air. Eventually falls, hits the ground, and it's just like pure chaos from that point forward. So I think the movie does a really good job of like throwing you in that. Oh yeah, that same arena, you know, straight from into his the perspective. Mix. And then um, going back to the monsters, like the the mimics, mm-hmm. uh, the ones in the the manga, I think I like a little bit more because they look so insane. They look like right. uh, sea urchins with weight problems that have circular mouths where their teeth are cinder blocks. Right. And then they also shoot spikes. <laughs> it's so like weird. all of that. Uh-huh. It does fit with other manga. Like it's like a Junji Ito type thing. Like it's like a terrifying yeah. nightmare come to life. Um, they're really good <laughs> yeah. about designing monsters that way over there. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I thought as I was reading the manga, because I didn't remember what they looked like in the movie at all. Oh, OK. So when I was reading the manga, I was like, there's no fucking way they look like this. in The movie." <laughs> <laughs> the cinder block teeth is exactly. I remember when I first saw the book, I was like, uh, that's weird. But yeah. uh, they are pretty like terrifying. And like they, they are either way in the movie or the manga. They're relentless. There's so many of yeah. them. And they're very fast. Uh, they, they sold that both ways really well. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I like in the movie is it plays a bit more with Tom Cruise. But like there are certain scenes like when they go, uh, which is separate from the manga, they they like ride out into the country. They find this helicopter. Oh, yeah. There's a barn there they, they hang out in. Uh, and Tom Cruise is like, well, we got to find the key to this helicopter. So uh, give me like 10 minutes or whatever. And uh, Emily Blunt said, OK, well, I'm gonna shoot you if you don't find it um and then makes her coffee and like through context clues uh emily blunt's character realizes oh we've been through this before Mm -hmm. and like tom cruise already had the key on him and he was there there are a few times throughout the movie where we get to scenes where it's like oh i've done this several times before but we're not put through having to sit through going through that several times before which i think is really a smart way of of doing that mm-hmm. because it's as much fun as it is seeing him go through a situation for the first time. Sometimes it's cool to like flip that on his head and be like, Oh yeah, this is like the ninth time we've done this. I've tried everything I can to make sure that we both get out of the situation alive. But every time we turn on the helicopter, you know, a mimic pops up right. and only one of us makes it out of here. So, um, I don't know. I just really appreciated that that type of uh, thought that went into the storytelling of it. Yeah, I feel like the storytelling in both was really great. But um, like I was saying earlier, like the the way the movie does deviate, it does it in really smart and cool ways. And I'm kind of glad that I don't know. Like, sometimes you want a, a really good adaptation because you like something really. You like the manga, you like the book, and you want the movie mm-hmm. to represent that and be able to relive it and see it. But then also now you have like two versions of it. Like since neither of us have any real attachment to the manga or the original story, 
it's like whatever like now i can also read that and know that story which i really like and i also really like this version and how this one plays out and it it also like i wonder too if anybody was upset if they liked those if they wished they would have just done like a japanese movie like if they would have had like real Mm-hmm. Um, like fit, like just you made an adaptation of that book, you know, and not Americanized it and Westernized it. But I also really like, I mean, I'm, I'm an American. So, and I love mm-hmm. Tom, you know, Tom Cruise is one of our stars and everything. And so I, I like seeing him in this and I feel like it, it they just fulfill different roles. So, uh, yeah, it, it, they kind of mimic each other a little bit, but mm-hmm. they do it differently. Um, and speaking of mimic, um, like I said, with the, the design of the aliens, I, I'm like so, so on for both. Um, as for the names, um, I hate it. Uh, what about you? <laughs> I remember in the movie, I, I just don't like it. Sometimes alien names, I don't know. They try to do, they have to do something different, I guess. And mm. they come up with some sometimes that I just don't really care for. It's not like it's horrible. I just don't mm. love it. I don't, I, I don't have any alternative, but, uh, did that bother you at all? Do you like that? That name? Well, when I'm, when I was reading the the manga, I was like, oh, I wonder what they call them in the movie or if they explain why mm. they're called mimics, because there's no, you know, I thought maybe uh, they just like picked a word that was close enough via translation mm. for the manga right, right, or whatever. Right. Like, it's just like, oh, this is what it's called. But yeah, saying it aloud in English in the movie, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, how are they mimicking anything or is there not a better name to come up with? And no, they just kind of kind of roll with it. Okay, um, so you're right. I, I do. I do think the yeah the name <laughs> the name is uh, is problematic and should be canceled. This movie's canceled. Which one? Uh, well, you pick your choice of what you want to call yeah. it, and then cancel it. Our picket signs will have multiple titles. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and now flip them. Another five minutes on the clock. We just walk around this direction for a while. Oh my god, I like that uh, that scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to. You have to bring it to the streets, people. You have to. Sometimes. How else are you going to have your voice heard if you don't have a podcast <laughs> that no one listens to? Um, I had a note uh, that only has two exclamation points, and all that says okay. is Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, holy shit! Oh Forgot he was God. in this movie. Me too. S- such a delight. Such a delight when he showed up. Um, I remember looking at the cast list on maybe it's the just watch app mm-hmm. or or whatever it was and i remember seeing brendan gleason's name in there mm. and i thought in my head that he was going to be the drill sergeant oh okay and then when i saw him at the beginning of the movie i was like oh okay so i guess he's not and then bill paxton walks up i'm like fucking of course it's bill paxton it's awesome right when he shows up love that it. mustache oh my god oh my god i hope he's rusting in peace i really do i really do yeah uh another mm-hmm. great man and i mentioned earlier from near dark i still need to watch that movie the Catherine bigelow movie but um mm-hmm. he is a staple of a lot of movies from my childhood and uh i also mentioned um you know i guess i'd mentioned starship troopers and pacific rim but the this movie also the design of it and the the lived in feel reminded me of aliens yeah. a little bit and mm-hmm. i'm like man and they bring they even have bill paxton in this like mm-hmm. it's just perfect and i think he is so good for that role uh you had mentioned that in the in the movie um it's a little more like worldly you know and you said something mm-hmm. about like the countries involved because in the comic there's only like japan and the u.s whatever but in this one right. it's yeah. like you have england uh france we talk about america mm-hmm. and kentucky different places yeah. <laughs> yeah he's so I, uh, great in this man i feel like i've seen that in another movie i oh, can't really? think of right now where um uh but i i love the idea of when somebody's like 
where are you from? America? And they're in, in the movie, he says, no, sir, I'm from Kentucky. Like, it's very specific. <laughs> uh-huh. I think maybe in uh, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, oh, interesting. There's a, a, a point where Star-Lord and um, <laughs> yeah. like Spider-Man, Doctor like, Strange, yeah. uh, Tony Stark are all there. And then Tony is like, wait, you're American? <laughs> Or you're you're from Earth? Oh yeah. <laughs> then Star Lord says, "No, I'm from Missouri." <laughs> and then Tony starts like, "Well, Missouri is Earth dipshit." But there you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I I just think that's a fun approach to things. It you works know, kind of keeps yeah, you something you don't expect to hear. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, I dig that man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. and he delivers it so well. He uh, he's not in it a ton, but I really like when he's there. It uh, yeah. you had mentioned earlier too about the, the editing of this and how hard that job would be to like keep everything straight, and I I wonder so much about that. This movie is so special effects heavy, and I don't know how much like was shot on green screen or if they were on any beach really or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I I wonder about them like repeating certain things. But that one on the base like that stuff. I wonder if he was there for just like a week on the base and they just shot it over mm-hmm. and over again with all those different versions, you know, yeah. uh, like it makes me think of groundhog day. Groundhog day doesn't have as many special effects and stuff, you know, and it'd be easier like, like Steven Tobolowsky's in that movie. He's, he's Ned Ryerson selling the insurance and he always like jokes about, um, uh, like, uh, Phil, like stepping in the, the water, the puddle or whatever. And I'm like, did they just film those all in a row? Like, I wonder so much about editing those and making the same, you have to like make things memorable, characters memorable, things they're wearing, so that you're gonna see them over and over again in different contexts and in different scenarios, and like they're gonna tweak mm-hmm. things, but it's gotta be fun and interesting. And all of these movies that do that, I really like how they play that out so well. Like Groundhog Day is so fascinating to watch the different ways. That like naked dude on the beach, um, you know, with the the teddy bear or whatever, like seeing him yeah. die different ways or be saved different ways. Like you have to make something. He's that's why he looks that way, right? Like it's it's memorable, so you you see him over and over again. And then Bill yeah. Paxton, like he has just a brief time on, on here, but he stands out. Like his character yeah. is so funny in that role, and the way they they show him over and over again, you know, really works. So uh, I was just always glad to see him show up. And I even though I've seen this movie a bunch of times, I totally forgot he was in it, and I was so happy to see him pop up. So yeah, yeah, good shit. He's man. great. Like anytime I, I see him in anything, he's got like a memorable portion of that movie to me. Right, you know? right. Like, like for me in the movie Titanic, I kind of think of him talking to the old lady about the Cordial La Mer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like not even in the most of the movie, but yeah, you couldn't couldn't have just given it to me, huh? A green son of a bitch. Over. He's like <laughs> picks her up, throws her overboard. <laughs> Say hi to Jack for me, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hope you find a door. And float on. Fucking idiot. But you he's know. a good guy. Good guy. He's a, he's a real nice guy. Yeah, real yeah, nice yeah. guy. Yeah. We wouldn't say that about him. Um, yeah. One of my notes was that uh, obviously they are leaving from like England and going to France to invade the beaches. This movie has definite parallels to D-Day and Normandy and kind of war movies like that, like Saving Private Ryan. It's like landing on the beach and being surrounded and like the, the intense firefight with that. Um, I, I, and also like the, I thought about like the reluctance of what, what, what was, what, what must be the reluctance of a soldier, young soldier or mm-hmm. someone not trained that well being thrown in that situation, but the bravery one must have to, to then do that and keep on fighting. And especially in this movie doing the same battle over and over again and knowing you're going to die mm-hmm. horrifically, but you just keep going. But, uh, 
I, I wonder, like I said earlier about like sequel ideas for this, I, I did have some thoughts of where they might go and I'd be curious to see where they might expand it. But uh, I also just like the concept of this so much, like the mm-hmm. time loop concept. And once I saw that, I was like a D-Day, like World War II invasion would also be like a really cool way to see this uh, time loop sort of thing, you know, and mm-hmm. at least in this movie, you get that. But um, uh, I like a lot of World War II movies, uh, just kind of grew up on them and everything and like. So uh, seeing that would be would be kind of neat for me. But um, I do like the way this one kind of uses the, our knowledge of those movies or war footage, whatever, and makes it in this futuristic way um, that also really sells it. And then and this time we're just fighting mm-hmm. aliens. So, uh, yeah, but it looked cool. You know, it did. Uh, what was the first use of a time loop story? Because I feel like it really caught popular mm. over here. I know there's uh, like with a bunch Groundhog's now. Day, yeah. you know. So was that like the first thing? Or was a time, not like time travel, but specifically living the same amount of time over and over again. I wonder if that was like a, this seems like it could be a, a, a Twilight Zone story or something like that. Yeah, you it know, does. Back like, in the day. I wonder, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I wonder like what were the, the first things there were. Oh, and I, I looked mm-hmm. up like there's a list of films featuring time loops, but I'd have to go a little more in depth in each of them. But there was a 1964 mm-hmm. movie called The Time Travelers that apparently has some sort of, um, you know, time travel thing, but it, it seems like that's just kind of, um, I don't know. I'm not sure which ones like play out in the actual loop of it all, you know? Oh, I've only seen the sequel, the time traveler's wife. Oh, so you haven't seen this I, one. Yeah. Maybe I need to watch that one first. Cause the, the second one didn't make sense. It's like reading a manga backwards. You could say that. <laughs> Have you seen the time traveler's wife's bodyguards hitman? I've not, so I've like Sam Jackson's I've, in I'm it. looking forward to seeing uh-huh. it. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. You should check it out. It's very cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Selma Hayek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did I tell you? Uh, so Groundhog Day came out in 1993. Um, did I tell you recently about this movie I watched called 1201? I, I doesn't ring Remember a bell. bell? No. Uh, there's a movie called 1201 that uh, is based on a short story uh, called 1201 PM that uh, came out in 1990, I guess. And there's, uh, there's, it's like this cheesy TV movie called 1201. I remembered it from my youth and I found it somewhere recently, like on YouTube or some shit. And I just remembered it. I, I, I'm doing my own time loop now. I watched it, but it is a, a time loop movie, um, where, uh, like a bored office guy kind of gets stuck in a time loop, but it's so random because it, it, it came out the same year Groundhog Day is, but it didn't like make any big waves or whatever. It has like a few people in it, but not like anybody to, to really, I think it was, it was either a TV movie or just like bombed. I'm not sure. But, um, Groundhog Day is one of the first listed on here. There are a few other ones that kind of mention time loops, but I feel like since then, that's really what did set it off. Like, um, on this list for me, just going through the ones I know, there's that 1201 Groundhog Day. There's, um, Triangle, like a horror movie from 2009. That's pretty rad. There's Source Code from 2011 that's a duncan jones movie that's got um uh you know what's his face in it and uh jake gyllenhaal jake gyllenhaal's in it yeah hey there we go um and then up to now with the um uh what's the birthday one happy death day yeah um yeah and so like there's a bunch now like but i i it's just like time travel movies time loop movies i just really fucking love i like the idea of Me it too and uh, I do wonder more of the history of it, but um, I, I think it's like Groundhog Day that really like set it off. You know, it's like a, a style, a genre, a subgenre. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Happy Death Day movies? Just the first one. Okay. Because uh, we had something. Let me tell you. Wh- 
let me spoil the second <laughs> one for you real quick so yeah because remember like there's something like the we watched like the trailer for the second one and it ruins the end of the first it, one it shows you <laughs> it shows what who the killer from the first one is yeah it's like guys why would you do that so i haven't you know? seen that one happy dance today to okay. you i still have yeah. not seen that one i don't think have you seen that one Yes, okay. I I like both of those movies quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one is like a horror movie, and the second one's a sci-fi movie, it's similar to like Alien versus Aliens, changing different different types of yeah. things. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm still curious about it. Maybe since I've watched this one now, I'd be I'd be more interested in it. But it was just because it was the bad marketing again, just like this one, changing names. Like they just kind of ruined it with their own trailer, and I remember just being so fucking bombed. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, but I'm still intrigued enough by it. I, I still want to check it out at some point. Oh my god, it's so good! I really hope they they make that third one because um, it's they can get they can get wild. Do they leave like <clears throat> a cliffhanger again, sort of? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. So they're 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 getting it for it. That's interesting. Yeah, and like the the idea of it uh, is interesting to me. Uh-huh. Very much so. Yeah. Right on, right on. Uh, mm-hmm. What other notes do you got? Uh, I love all the montages in mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. Like we get a, I think maybe like two or three of them, but uh, like when Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt are like on that computer table and they're kind of mapping out, okay, you take four steps, right. stop, look to your left, and then, you know, go to the east or whatever. Like they have to plan out all of these movements just so they can get to where they need to go just to make further progress mm-hmm. in what they're trying to do. I like that a lot. I like all of the... um I think maybe before he meets Rita for the first time, there's a, a montage of him just like going into battle and just eating shit over and over and over right. again. In the manga, uh, KG will write with a Sharpie on the back of his hand the number of of like times he's lived through that loop or whatever, so it helps keep track of where he is. They don't really do that in the movie uh, to where it's like, you know you're specifically on this day right. or whatever. Uh, but I really don't don't think you need that the way they tell the story it's just like you can you can see that he's died multiple times uh he's tried multiple um approaches to different situations to get around it and it's just like having to relive that moment over and over again through through just pure repetition has he made any progress at all but you still get to see him defeated and dejected from like i'm never fucking getting out of this you know right yeah i feel like in different ways it works because i like the number in the book but i didn't need it in the movie and again it's kind of like i wouldn't need that with tom cruise or like an older guy but the younger guy makes more sense in the manga he's he's really going through it alone in the book he finds rita like i guess we do see him die a bunch of times but he finds her like fairly early like in the book it's you know that like his sergeant is the one that trains him and then he finds rita later on and she trains Mm -hmm. him some more but he's like been watching her fight and learning from yeah. her and this one in the movie it's like she's the one training him which obviously makes sense like fewer characters but you know and use her more often you know like that that mm-hmm. sounds great but they just do it in different ways and it, and it works you know for for each their own but um one of the differences i mentioned between or i was alluding to between the the book and the movie and in the movie it made more sense to me is there's a part where he he asks her like well why don't you just tell anybody and she's like autopsies like they dissected me and then, you know, it was like horrible and stuff. And so they're like, not going to go down that path. And I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like they wouldn't, they would just do that to her and like study her. And like, then she couldn't re up and whatever. And like, it would be horrific. Mm-hmm. And in the book, she, she wins that battle. Finally, that first battle she's been trying to win. She does it like after like mm-hmm. 200 battle, you know, tries whatever, 200 loops. 
And then she keeps the power and they have a moment. They, they show her like being studied, but then she's like back out on the field. Like they, they just know about it. It seems like the government knows a little more about it. I wondered in the sequels if they would explore that, if they're going to like let Brendan Gleeson know, you know, in on it or whatever. Um, and then mm-hmm. in the movie, how they like, it's like a bigger loop now, but in the, in the book, it's like, I liked how she was able to keep going after that first battle. She was able to keep that power and use it to defeat more and more and like push the enemy back. And in the movie, it's like, she gets that blood transfusion after that first battle, after she wins and mm-hmm. then she doesn't have it anymore. And I, it really worked in the movie, but in, I, once I saw the book, I was like, oh, I wish she would have had it more. I wish she would have been able to keep the power because it mm-hmm. almost presented it in the movie as if you only get through one battle. And then you, like, cause it's what also happens to Tom Cruise. He finally gets through this battle and he gets a blood transfusion and now they're both yeah. fucked. And it's like, oh, I, I would have liked to have seen them be able to keep the power and kind of choose that. Um, so I, I don't know what they're alluding to with the cliffhanger of him like waking up at the end of the movie with like a bigger loop where he's back in the helicopter and he's still the major so he can do more changes now to the future. But um, mm-hmm. it was just different from, you know, how they've each presented it, but they each presented it in ways that I believed and they work in their own storytelling ways. So um, I, yeah. I don't dislike either of them, uh, but it was interesting to see how they were you know different. Yeah. And the ending is wildly different yeah. because they have to like fight each other essentially the i guess the idea behind it is that uh the the one that kills each of them to begin with and causes the loop the that mimic Mm -hmm. uh is like an alpha or something like that and it acts as an antenna to the like omega so they have to not only go through the the process of killing all of the like satellite mimics that are out there they have to kill the alpha as well right. that acts as an antenna but then because it it's like bonded with each of them they themselves are acting as antennas so that means that one of them has to kill the other to kind of prevent that and like loop escape the loop progressing. yeah yeah and uh so it was it was kind of shocking i know when i was really reading was. that in the manga when when she turns on him she's like yeah we we have to battle this out because we have to get out of here and she like by the time you get to the end of the fight and KG is the winner, she alludes like, yeah, you know, I've kind of fucking let you win, honestly. Right. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I knew you would have to win just to be able to get out of the loop. Like she had it set in her brain that, that he would need to win in order to have victory over the, the mimics. Mm-hmm. And then she's just dead for the for the rest of the story, which is crazy. It's, it's an, an, the very end of the, the story anyway. But she, yeah, she's gone. Um, they had some bonding over like making coffee. He goes back to her, I guess, like apartment there on the base and uh, uh, says that, you know, her her favorite color was red uh, because it made her stand out on the battlefield and, and drew all of the, the mimics to her. So he's like, I'm going to let that that color die with you out of respect and then i'm gonna paint mine sky blue because she had mentioned that i guess that was her favorite color in yeah. the, the bonga which is great because it's black and white so it's i know like, <laughs> I, I just have to take your word for it i suppose you know? i can imagine it it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> but it is so shocking uh you read i assume you read the, the manga first and then rewatched the movie right yes this, this version so did you remember right. enough of the story in the movie to know that like you said it was shocking um but that obviously that story is like much different than the movie did you remember that as you were going Mm -hmm. through it um 
Yeah, I, I remember there was it was just something different. I didn't remember them fighting. Right. I just remember like a larger set piece. And as I rewatched the movie, it was like, oh, it was the Louvre. They were like, yeah. went there. And I was like, oh, I totally forgot that was even like part of right, it. Right. Totally. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's just interesting again how they changed that, but it, it, how it works. And in the, I wish I would have been able to see a version of that as well. Um, maybe mm-hmm. again, like a, a clearer adaptation of that book, basically would have been interesting and i would have really liked to have seen two characters with giant battle axes next to each other like the way that they draw those battle scenes looked pretty badass and it seemed like the story yeah. was really cool too i really dig that and then the tragedy of that ending where she realizes like they're both stuck in time loops and they have to like defeat one of the others to to get out of it and she kind of sacrifices herself she just knows she's going to be the one to die but does it yeah. anyway and um yeah it, it plays out in a kind of a gut punch and much different i knew the movie so well so that to me was really shocking and it was just kind of like oh damn like i never expected this um mm. it's kind of a a bittersweet story overall i mean like you fall in love with someone or or like them even or whatever but you have all these memories of reliving all these days and training with them and getting to know them mm-hmm. and then they have no memory of that it what a weird it, it's like the 51st dates of sci-fi movies <laughs> yeah. or sci-fi yeah. manga yeah a little bit, a little bit. Uh-huh. um but yeah that's a tragedy unto itself and then the fact that she actually has to die um yeah just a different setting but they both work and i i'm excited to see where the movie can go with the way it did it i like that big set piece at the end it makes sense in hollywood they would kind of do it that way like they have a whole new place we haven't seen before and it's going to be like mm-hmm. they're they're both in mortal danger because they're not protected by the loops anymore in the movie. So there's more stakes yeah. or whatever, you know, and uh, but it plays out that way really well. And and I like how they kind of leave it where again, like where he wakes up and he's in a a, a further time loop. So we'll we'll see where where if ever they they do make a sequel to that. But uh, I'm definitely down for it because I, I really like this movie. It's just a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I got to read the manga finally, too. And uh, like I said, that novella sounds is looking pretty nice to me, too. Well, that's a Stephen Fisher exclusive <laughs> endeavor. Um, so, okay. Yeah, please. Uh-huh. Please. If you're like, uh, it's pretty much like the manga, I'd be like, okay. 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 Yeah, okay. I have a feeling it's pretty much like, I mean, yeah. if it's like wildly different, right. then maybe, you know, that'd be. What if the, the actual novella is like pretty much hand in hand with the movie <laughs> and the manga went and did its own entire thing. And we've been just like You're talking like, about our asses this whole time. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. God, that'd be funny, man. Oops. Yeah. Well, loops. We did hey. it again. You know, um, I was going to say uh, toward the end of the movie, when Tom Cruise, he drops the grenades like underwater and it goes down there and it explodes. I was like, that's weird. I don't remember him dying in this movie. Oh yeah. Permanently. But then at the, like toward the end of that scene, you see that like goop kind of like swallow him whole. Uh And then he wakes up again in the helicopter, but he like went back further and whatnot. Right. But my God, at the very, very end of the movie, he walks in, sees her doing those pushups and she does that little like snake pushup thing. (laughs) I was like, God damn. Yeah. Put that on a loop, you know? (laughs) And it's like, it's just like her arms. Like I've never, Never thought I'd be like I know. Didn't know Lady Gaga guy. over arms, but mm-hmm. man, she was she's oiled up. She's like a female rock, you know. Oh yeah, she can never she get the arm butter out there. Oh my god. Yeah, that's right. Do you want to be uh, her arm butterer? Oh yeah, that'd be great. Good Have job. one of those. Oh, what do you call those? Like basting sticks or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Take some like salad tongs. Like grab a rag, dunk it in some arm butter. Be like, so you got any big plans for the weekend? <laughs> 
<laughs> just real casual. <laughs> yeah. How are your kids? They're doing good? Oh, they like school? Missed a spot. <laughs> oh, hold on. Get some, like, garlic powder out. <laughs> so you're making her garlic bread now? I'm, I'm, I'm having her arms be a dipping device, a dipping vehicle, if you oh, will, okay. for some bread. I pull out some <laughs> sourdough. I just, like, <laughs> dab it on her arms. That's how you know you're lying. You would never pull out sourdough. You wouldn't have that with you. I would. Yeah, I would. I yeah. carry a baguette with me everywhere I well, go. Well, you're there, too. You're there, too. Oh, I'm there? You're there. In mm-hmm. the loop? Am I also an arm butterer? Yeah. No, she's got two arms, Stephen. <laughs> oh, man. We just hit the jackpot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I accept I've my new job. I've never wanted to be, like, crushed by a person more. <laughs> good way to put that you know yeah yeah good way Mm -hmm. uh well that's all the notes i had for this what about you did you have anything else to finish it up i think that's it i I feel like we've touched on everything that i wanted to to touch on i just uh like you said it's a it's a it's a cool comparison between the two i enjoyed both uh immensely and uh, i'm surprised i don't see edge of tomorrow slash uh let them live again uh on tv more often you know, yeah. because it seems like you could come in at any point during this movie right. and you're just like locked in for the rest of it. You know, that is true. I, I know it enough, too, that I, I could really just walk in at any point. Just I would just sit down mm-hmm. and keep watching if I did stumble upon it. But um, yeah, do you uh, do you find yourself like you'll revisit this one more or uh, you liked the movie and stuff? Or is it just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you liked it now, maybe another 10 years or something? <laughs> I would like to say that I would watch this uh, over again uh, because I, I do feel like it holds up well. Mm-hmm. It's from 2014, so it's almost a decade old. Yeah, crazy. But it seems it doesn't seem out of date at all. I know they don't really like doing breaks out their their iPhone four right. and starts talking on it or whatever. So it's not there's not that really helps. like technology limitations on it. Um, I don't know. It, it just really holds up for me. I thought the special effects look good. Right. Um, and I like the cinematography of it. Um, yeah, just had a, a blast with it. So yeah, I'd, I'd throw this back in the, the rotation if I'm going to watch a, a sci-fi movie. Certainly, uh, like you said, there, there's something about a time loop story that's just wildly appealing because it's like, sure, you, you go through the same moment or collection of moments over and over again, but there's like just enough variation that if something tiny changes, that could affect the course of you know the rest of that day right. or whatever so yeah yeah really dug it i love that man um because i've I, as i said i've watched a bunch i i've always just really liked this movie and uh I, it'll definitely keep in my rotation so mm-hmm. uh that's rad dude well uh i'm i'm glad that you had recommended this one uh i hadn't seen it in a while again so it was good to get back to it um but yeah i think the the manga was was pretty stellar and uh i'll i'll hit you back up if i ever end up with that novella and uh, see how that one went as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so as I mentioned, mm-hmm. when I watched this movie, I thought of uh-huh. Starship Troopers. I thought of Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. next week, Scream 6 is coming out. And I was hoping I was going to get a chance to watch it uh, before that episode would, would air. and We'd be able to talk about it. But I think I'm going to have to wait a week. I, I don't want to go that first weekend uh, just crowd-wise. I'm, I'm scared of my theater experience now. I want, Especially for Scream, I want it to be pure. I want it to be nice. So uh, I think we're going to try to go to Alamo Drafthouse to see that. 
where they have better policies and good food and we'll have a better experience. But uh, we're going to push that off for a week. So uh, when we were discussing the what we could possibly fill it in, even before I mentioned uh, to you that I thought this movie would be a Pacific Rim, you mentioned that as a possibility because we've discussed doing mm-hmm. that on the show. So do you yeah. want to uh, do Pacific Rim next week as our topic? I believe so. I, I, I hear nothing but good things about the sequel to it. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's right. We did bring it up at first because of our, mm-hmm. our single sequel series. Right. Where uh, we were doing uh, all the different double features are out there, but um, I don't, I can't do that one again. I really <laughs> right, yeah. love the first one, and I really yeah. hate the second one. So mm-hmm. uh, there's no point. I, I not even as a stunt watch, it is not even like remotely fun to me. So uh, yeah. yeah, I think I'm just going to do the first one. But I would love if you stunt right. watched the second one. Let me see what I can do. I might have to get some ducks in a row. I got to see if it's streaming somewhere. Right. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Definitely the first Pacific Rim is what we're going to do on the next episode of Let's Talk About Stuff. Excellent. I'm really looking forward to it, man. I really dig that movie. And uh, just Mm -hmm. kind of fits in the same kind of sci-fi mold to me that uh, I just like that type of entertaining sci-fi. So just good shit. There's no time loops, but there is um, people in mech suits. So that's the the thematic connective tissue. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting aliens. Great. Fighting aliens. That look like Killer Tomatoes. Maybe. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while since I I've seen know. it. Oh, they were rutabagas. I was way off. People are going to be pissed. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to that, man. It, uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun to talk about that after this one as well. So um, yeah. definitely hit us up next week as we uh, do to Pacific Rim. In the meantime, you can contact us by uh, all the infos in our show notes as usual, yeah, mostly Instagram or Twitter. If you'd like to rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps or anywhere, five stars is always appreciated. And please tell your friends so more people can find us. Uh, anything else for you today, Britt? I don't believe so. Most excellent. Well, definitely come back next week for Pacific Rim. I had a blast today talking about this with you, man. And uh, I definitely look forward to uh, hitting up the next movies and keeping the sci-fi train going. So until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Bloops. You gotta crush me with those arms, girl. (laughs) We'll record on three. One, two, three, record. All right. Yep, it's going. Hell yeah. Okay, do you have an outtake thing? Because I have something if you don't. Oh, yeah, go for it. I was just going to say right before this, we were discussing that if we had a time loop that went back to our episode 100 mm-hmm. and I really did. It kind of made me panic for a second for one, because I feel like a hundred episodes, I feel like we were pretty good, but I feel like we really dialed it in more now. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. occasional episodes here and there that aren't that great, but for the most part, I feel like better about it. And I'm like, man, it kind of scared me to be like a, a noob again, like going back to a newbie. <laughs> but also if that did, that means like a lot of things would happen. Uh, all a COVID would happen again. If we went back yeah. to our hundredth podcasts. Mm hmm. We would have to uh, hop, like, on episode 100, we'd have to call the CDC, <laughs> tell like, them guys. not to let, <laughs> do not let Bruce Wayne go to Wuhan, China.
Do not let him fuck any bats. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, we could really deal. change. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we honestly changed the world. You the, know, a, a lowly dumb podcast changes the world when they <laughs> tell everybody what's coming. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. believes them. Nobody even heard it. Yep. We do like show like the, we go back and we're almost at 300 now. But the last 200 episodes, we've just turned into like uh, a propaganda network. Essentially, <laughs> we're like people don't believe us. They think we're trying to be like Nosferatu, not Nosferatu, Nostradamus. <laughs> Maybe Nosferatu. I don't know. I mean, we Bruce didn't, we didn't hear. I don't know. I didn't read any of Nosferatu's <laughs> books, you know. Maybe he had some good predictions. You don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. around for a while, right? You saw that movie. Nosferatu, he's, he's out there. He's like, and you simply must watch out for Dark Brandon. <laughs> wow. What a, what a telling thing. It's mm-hmm. just like so scary, you know? Yeah. Damn. I mean, Nosferatu has a bulbous head, so he couldn't get like a MAGA hat in his size. But <laughs> if he was able to, he would certainly wear one, you know? I didn't realize that's what he was, he was into. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. It really is. Yeah. He does love the color red. I mean, you can't say he doesn't, right? Because you know he's biting into ladies' necks and and s- sucking them full of, uh, or s- sucking them dry. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is going well. So you're saying that Nosferatu likes to suck ladies dry? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah! <laughs> ladies, like... you're welcome for that visual. Fangs sure in your coos. Be... Oh. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Great. Well. Mm-hmm. Um. He's have, a toothy lover. Oh gosh, no, mm-hmm. no one should use their teeth. I mean, in any. Oh, are you a tooth guy? No, I'm just saying. Like, if you're a Dracula, that's your go-to. That's how you introduce yourself to people. It's probably part of your shtick. Yeah, he's like, "Hello, my name is Vlad." <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh it's gosh, things in the face. You almost so. got things in your microphone. I know. I know. You really like committed to the bit, as you always do. Of course, of course. I could feel a headache coming on, so I hope it was worth it for that <laughs> thing that was simply audio. Man, headaches are the worst. I had one yeah. yesterday a little bit, but I kicked it pretty early. Do you need to get some medicine or like a hammer? <laughs> uh, I'll tough it out, you know. Okay. When both my eyes start losing their vision, then I'll know, mm-hmm. maybe should have taken some some Advil or something. But until then, you're going to be good. I think yeah. it's, it's going swimmingly so far. We can both Excellent. Agree. Do you have any mm-hmm. caffeine with you today? Oh, yeah, I got my uh, my black coffee right next to me. Oh, so. mm. oh, baby. Oh, yeah, should kick in as soon as we're wrapping up. <laughs> Does that help or hurt the headache, though? Um, it prevents me from having a headache caused by a lack of caffeine. That's Tell you that. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of solves its own problem. Um, a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, it makes you, like, shaky, so you forget about the headache, maybe? Yeah, if you start thrashing around enough, uh, first of all, my Apple Watch is going to record that as exercise, and honestly, that's all of the cosine I need. That's pretty know? good for you, yeah. It'll yeah. help. I'm just like, oh, I guess I worked out today. Time to <laughs> sit my ass on the couch and <laughs> watch cartoons. <laughs> that sounds like a much better Sunday. Uh, it really does. Yeah. Exercise but here we are, you know, recording an episode of the number one podcast called Let's Talk About Stuff, hosted by you and I. I really, you know, those other ones came out a few years ago. I think we briefly mm-hmm. discussed them. And I, I wondered if immediately if they just surpassed us in everything. And there's no way to know. <laughs> like, that stuff's not public. You'd have to, like, ask them or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't even know if their episodes are still going. But every once in a while, I, I, I think about them. 
And I wonder, mm-hmm. I also wonder, is that Canadian LTAS? Are they still friends? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I don't think they're still doing the show. I haven't checked on them in a long time either. I I check our name on different podcast oh, sources every once in a while just to see what comes up. Just see if they're back at it. You right. know, they're the, the ones we defeated way back on episode <laughs> 11, I believe. 10 into 11. And then... Uh, oh, so silly. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, they just kind of like vanished, you know? They saw that we put out a 12th episode. They were like, well, you blew past our numbers pretty swiftly. So we can't keep up at this pace. Uh, yeah, that's a weird thing. Cause I don't know about going back and listening to those. You mentioned that recently about listening to some of our old episodes and how mm. it was a little, uh, we were pretty great. I think is what you're, that was a direct quote and only getting better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we had some good times in the beginning though. There's a loss to it. It's like, um, you know, like, f- like friends and parks and rec and like, oh, there's a lot of different TV shows. That, like the first season mm. is kind of like, eh. And it's really like it gets better, like in the second season, they dial in a little bit more. But yeah. then you go back to revisit it and you're like, oh, I forgot about that storyline because it's still a good storyline. But the jokes, yeah. weren't, you know, weren't quite landing right or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that kind of like, situation. It took some time before I realized that we could have permission just to be stupid on the mm-hmm. podcast. And then once we cracked that code, it's like, oh. Well, we'll we'll just do this all the time, <laughs> right? And we're we've cranked it up to eleven, and we're still like trying to turn the dial to a twelfth number on there. But uh, we'll see if we get there. We're not giving up, guys. Absolutely, we're not. definitely no. gonna crank it up as much as we can. So mm-hmm. um, crank up, crank off. That's the LTAS promise. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a sync word, and now it's it's crank crank up, crank off, crank up, crank off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's so funny how we uh, stumble onto these things, you know. You got to get there somehow. We we just got to get there, you exactly. know. Exactly. And the the weird thing is that every other podcast gets to being able to sync their audio tracks this exact way, but oh, yeah, none totally. of the other ones are brave enough to air it. Exactly. You know? Sure, you can just like simply maybe I don't know clap three times to <laughs> sync the audio, but well, where's the fun of that? You know, this is like the behind the scenes stuff that we're including in the scenes. Exactly. It's, I think it's part of the, the whole brand, you know? Yeah. I do feel mm-hmm. like um, we're the best at it because everybody else does definitely does this. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just we're just, like you said, brave enough to put it out there. We're the Rita Vertaskis of <laughs> the podcasting space. We've been uh, through this a lot. We've looped through a lot. Learned some yeah. mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Crashed and burned several times, but we got persevered. Absolutely. And yeah, so here we go. Master Wayne, why do we fall down? So we can get back up again. <laughs> Don't go to China. <laughs> Master Wayne, let you fuck about again. Uh, I was just down in the back cave just doing nothing. Alfred, get out of here! <laughs> Alfred uh, yells at Bruce, slams the door. Alfred's walking away through a corridor. He runs into one of the other, like, people on the wait staff they see alfred's upset and they're like oh did he do it again and alfred says yes i i saw bruce's juice again. well the juice is loose. Just- juice is loose madam yes i believe you just changed our sink word to bruce's Ooh. juice <laughs> 
Bruce's juice. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't think we've used that one. Just because it's it's more succinct, it'll be easier to sync. Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. Succinct syncing Mm -hmm. with Steven. Uh, I don't have time for another podcast. Okay. Um, (laughs) Let's do this. All right. All right. So Bruce's juice. Ooh, that's a weird mouthfeel. That's (laughs) sync. Leaves an aftertaste, you know? Oh my god. All right. So Bruce's juice to sink on three. One, two, three. Bruce's, Bruce's juice. juice. Oh, Master White Wine. <laughs> oh, you're ruining all your socks. <laughs> I don't need socks, Alfred. <laughs> I just paint my ankles black like I do my eyes. <laughs> I really, uh, sometimes, oh, it's just perfect. It's like, oh, even just the, I don't need socks. The way I said that was great. And then the, I just paint him. Look, we kept the LTAS promise, you know? Uh, we did it. Whew, it's wonderful. Okay. Laurel. Laurel. Laurel,